What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach and Gang. That's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to Monday Night Barbecue and Ass Roski. Barbecue and Barbecue Roski. We got a great show for you lined up today on the evening service. The evening service is here. And it is um it's time for a holiday. Be back on the Notorious channel. We're back on the Notorious channel. I found a way to not make them mess my stream up. But anyway, we got uh, Saving Marriage. We have a, therap- I mean, therapist, a therapist who says that she sleeps with her married man, male clients, I'm assuming, in order to save their marriage. Hello. Manufactured old snow bunny. All right. More like a Kaylee. A breast implanted therapist, Kaylee, a.k.a. a skeezer. All right. We have a skeezer therapist, a.k.a. a three or four therapist that sleeps with her clientele. All right. Yeah, indeed. All right. It should be an interesting story. We also have ethical non-monogamy back on the table with a skeezer. All right. That um, is in her mid-20s. That says she's tired of sleeping with married men. These married men is reprehensible. She's tired of sleeping with married men. We also have a OnlyFans MMA artist, MMA, MMA fighter who makes more money on OnlyFans than she does in her fighting career. All right, we're going to talk about that. All right, we're going to talk about that. And she's a nice uh, little master splinter herself, I should say. We have Straggle and Sniggle Theater, and today will be a short show. Yes, it won't be four hours. That's for damn sure. And I'm trying to not go past two. So with that being said, I got to announce that you in here in the Desert Storm Bunker with yours truly, the notorious one. All right, uh, but anyway, I got to do my intro. I got to do my intro. What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang, as we say. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to Monday Night Roski. The best edutainment on YouTube. You in here with the Bruce Wayne, it is ish, the king of kings, the king of content, and the speaker of truth, yours truly. New, 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 new world The order. notorious one, a.k.a. Mr. Cochellini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Adamas, and you're in the Desert Storm bunker with the whole F and show the black Moses of this and EWF. That is every woman's fantasy. And CGAC, God Allah, the undebatable and the eight-time demonetized champion of YouTube. I just didn't remember if I did my intro. And I've been messing up my intro uh, for the last few streams. But anyway, to contribute to today's show, dollar sign, the Notorious CGA on the Cash App. The Notorious CGA on the Cash App. Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV. PayPal, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams. And that is pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. And you can super chat on the Notorious CGA channel. New, 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 new world order. All right. All right, now that we got that out of the way, uh, we had a great morning service. We had a great morning service. The ladies was out, right? The ladies were out there. The women had their feet out. They had their pencil skirts. They had their blouses all out, unbuttoned down to the second and third button. Toddies was popping. Titties was lifted up. The the girls was out there shotting. Panties was wet. All right, what are we doing here? Let's get to the earlier contributors to today's show. Shout out to AAA Ron in the building with the co-sponsorship. Appreciate it. He says the earlier stream was gold. Thank you, coach. I'm hoping you, thank you, brother. I appreciate that. 
And uh, that's the type of thing we need out here, the support for those type of shows, because the information that we giving you is absolute the truth and it's gold and it's the info they don't want you goofy ninjas to know because they can get you right back from the prison to school pipeline or school to prison pipeline. We want to keep you off that plantation. Who is in here? Rusted junk early, early on. Rusted junk said, uh, CGA great stream earlier. He says my earlier super chat. I was talking about black and native American women cheating on men who are not toxic with the ones that are toxic. He says, I wasn't only talking about the ones in their prime, but mainly the ones that are past their primes fat with four and five kids. Please play. The price is wrong. Shout out to the native American women, the res girls. All right. Do y'all have experience with res girls? All right. I'll tell you about my experience. I've had a couple of brushes with res girls. I'm kind of like, you know what I mean? I'm trying to not deal with res girls like that. Uh, I've been on a few reservations as well. And if you're an African-American and you've never been on a reservation, brother, you need to go see your reservation. Because <laughs> y'all going to get on one in a minute. But anyway, I don't want to make fun of it. You're going to be on a reservation. You keep asking the government to help your monkey ass. Sorry. But anyway, shout out to the res girls. Uh, I've been on several reservations, and it ain't pretty. Most black girls are native. They have their Indian hair. I remember when girls used to say they had Indian hair. I think they were thought they were talking about Native American Indian hair. They were really talking about East Indian hair. All right, yeah, that's what they did, but they didn't know it. They was too ghetto. It was too ghetto. They, was, they meant they had Indian, East Indian hair. <laughs> the community is a reservation, it's for sure. All right, the community is a reservation. And um, w- once you go on the reservation, you'll know that any place in the hood, you know, North Division in Milwaukee, reservation. <laughs> Shout out to everybody in Milwaukee. Why do I, di- why do I diss them so much? Because it's Milwaukee. North Division, shout out anybody from North Division, Milwaukee. That's a reservation for sure. The community. You know, their murder rate down there is ridiculous. <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, what are we at here? Shout out to the I've been to reservations in several cities. I mean, several states. It's interesting. You should do it. The res is cracked out. People, people know about the reservations, man. Uh, but yeah, man, they there's a trip, man. There's a trip. And the, the funny thing about uh, Res Girls, I mean, not Res Girls, reservations, is their schools and their stores be litty. All right. Their schools, I mean, be brand new, brand spanking new schools, brand new spanking shopping centers. And then you look on the other side of the uh, street. And that shit look depressing as hell. You'd be like, damn. But at least the lottery money came through. At least the lottery money came through. <laughs> All right. Anyway, people on the reservation listening to me. Do y'all have um? Do y'all have internet on the reservation? I don't know. I never stopped that long. I think I stopped one time at a store driving through a reservation. I stopped one time, and I was desperate. I had to go to the Kona store in a reservation in Arizona. I had to go to the Kona store real quick and pick up me a little something. All right. And there were some res girls in there. I left them alone. I left them alone. <laughs> oh, man. Shout out to my Native Americans, bro. Uh, Maryland guy says, what's up, coach? So in the past three months, I went from snacking on Pop-Tarts and Cheetos to fruits and veggies. My chronic 
inflammation, <laughs> my chronic inflammation, back pain is gone now. Sorry, I messed up your chat. My chronic inflammatory back pain is gone now. Not one of the doctors I've seen through the years told me about the importance of proper nutrition. Instead, they push medication on me. It's a part of the game. Yes, indeed. New, 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 new world order. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, so be careful with that. You guys got to know, man. These doctors, therapists, psychologists, psychiatrists, the industry is, and, I, and it's sad because I could make more money scamming. I mean, I could make more money scamming, you know, self-help and selling medication and pills, but I'm just an honest person. However, you know, these people are crooked. They crooked. They about their pockets, man. They're not about the health of the people. So they want to push the medications on you. But there's five things you could do to change your life real quick. And that is sleep. Sleep and get your, get your um, circadian rhythm aligned with the sun. Write this shit down. <laughs> right? There's no money in the cure. Facts. Get your circadian rhythm down. Align with the sun. Like wake, arise with the sun. Start to tailor, start to taper down your activity as the sun sets. That's going to get you right. Get some sun. Like get some vitamin D. Wake up at an honest hour. Wake up, everybody. Eat properly. Drink water. Stop eating artificial uh, foods and colorings. Exercise. Exercise. And when you sleep, don't oversleep. Don't oversleep. This shit is simple. Don't oversleep. Stay away from drugs and alcohol. Shut your phone off an hour before you go to sleep. Like, you know, if you got YouTube on your phone, maybe. But don't be answering DMs and scrolling and shit like that. Especially at night, like when it's like dark outside and, and it's dark in your room. Don't scroll on your phone. No phone an hour before you go to sleep. No return messages. No trying to hook up. No, no drama. Keep that shit. Okay. Hydration. Exercise. And we're not talking about no backbreaking exercise. Just do a little bit of exercise. There's one more. Oh, get some sex. And ladies, if you're, if you're lacking, I can help you. Get some sex. Yeah, and then just be oversleeping. Like, oh, you know, there's such thing as oversleep. You oversleep. People be sleeping like 10 to 12 hours. Like. <laughs> like, really? Like, why do you need that much sleep? You're oversleeping. Like, you're going to be your sleep undeprived. Stop. But yeah, man, get some sex. Get you a nut. <laughs> So, yeah, man, that, it's simple, man. Life is very simple. And do an honest day's work. You're going to be all right. You're going to be all right. Yeah. And then just look. And, and most of y'all that's depressed, I guarantee you, you got four of those five jacked up. Four of those five, you ain't doing four of those five. And you zooted. it. <laughs> and you zooted. it. And you literally on medication. Like, you just. Anyway, how do you F your life up? Anyway. Let's get back to the show. Nobody taught you these things. 
Shout out to no government name SD. He says, I'm a mixed vodka. Vodka? I'm on a mixed vacation. Come on, man. Why you do me that, man? Look. Hey, man, why you do that? Man, spell the shit out. He says, I'm on a mixed vacation, and all the guys were on the beach listening to music, talking about business and investing. The group of women came and kept asking questions like, why is the helicopter flying back and forth? And they really killed the vibe, coach. They really killed the vibe. Shout out to you. Uh, yeah, man. They don't know what's going on. All right, get the likes up. Appreciate that. He said a mixed vac- a vodka. <laughs> he says a mixed vacay. All right, shout out. Enjoy your mixed vacay out there. And tell the ladies. Tell the ladies to get the sand out from between their butt cracks. All right, but anyway. Boy Wonder says, bro, last stream was legendary. Appreciate you. Did you guys learn something last stream? Yeah, you learned it. Any goofy that tells you oh, child support, anybody that tells you that, they don't know what the hell they talking about. With that being said, with that being said, and touch grass. Yeah, touch grass. Touch some grass. All right, let's get to the show. Thank you uh, that, to the boy wonder. And Jay Flo says, Chiefs shines his light on you, coach. The hardest working man in this mother sucker. Coach gang gang. The work ethic, man. The work ethic. The work ethic. I'm telling you, man. I'm telling you, man, work ethic is everything. And they just be like, it's too, you have an easy job. This ain't hard to do. Okay. It ain't hard to do. I want to see you do it. <laughs> you do it. The thing is, you might be able to do it one time. You probably get discouraged and be flour- fl- you be floundering. And you can't do it this long, bro. I got that long stroke. Ask, ask my Ling Ling. You can't do this. Now, not only can you not do it once, you can't do it multiple times a day, and you definitely couldn't do it multiple times in a month. You can't do it. And I know this. This is why I do this. All right, here we go. Shout out to Spiritual Alpha, says Salute CGA. Shout out to the Spiritual Alpha. Appreciate it. Okay. And let's get to the show, Straggle and Sniggle Theater. Let's Hey, ride with me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky, come get high with me, that's a deal, right? Ride. Oh, all right, Dragon One Sniggle Theater, we're up, ready to go, and we got a couple of things here. Let's see if what we got here. Let's put the banner up. Ah, we ready to go. Dragon One Sniggle Theater, let's see here. What do we got here popping up on your screen? We have a letter. Your letter. We got a letter from someone. It looks like a neighbor. I'm not sure if this is a coach gang member sharing a personal letter. He's got a letter that um, it looks like he squealed on somebody. Somebody ratted on someone. And it says, just so you know, on a piece of loose leaf paper, I'm a single mom working two jobs. Hold on for a second. Let's get the proper music up. (laughs) Just so you know, I'm a single mammy working two jobs. I have two baby daddies. And I must have been too tired to realize I accidentally parked in your spot. It cost me $450 to get my car back. And now I can't pay no rent. Your rent's due, motherfucker. I hope that you think next time about the impact over a $25 parking spot. All right. Well, all right. Well, 
this is the proper response to that. I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Cut that bitch off. Next caller. Yeah. Nobody gives a fuck about your plight. You parked in my spot. <laughs> you parked in my spot. Yeah, bitch. Yeah, bitch. And now you want to send me a letter talking about I should feel ashamed of myself because you a working single mom and you got two yobs and two baby damn dad. See, here's the thing. I've been talking about the struggle didn't choose you. You chose the struggle. Now, what that got to do with me? What does you being a single mother have to do with me and you parking in my spot late at night? That's my spot. All right. You was the one deciding to get yourself pregnant by two baby daddies. All right. You was the one that had to work a job last night. What that shit got to do with me? Again, I told you, I don't have much sympathy or empathy. I know it's a weakness, but it is my strength. Turn your strengths into weaknesses. I don't give a, wait a minute. I don't give a fuck what you think, bitch. Cut that bitch off. Next call. Now, now here's the thing. You short on rent. Well, looks like you need somebody to fix your bind. I'm in a bind, Nate. Yeah, somebody needs to fix your bind. I'm in a bind, Nate. So you short on rent this month. Who told you to live paycheck to paycheck? It sounds like working two jobs is counterproductive. And when you're working two jobs, where your bad-ass kids at? All right, so now you're short on rent because you don't know how to budget. Again, is that my fault or yours? The struggle didn't choose you. You chose the struggle. Now, what you could control is whether you back your car up into my spot. Now, that's the one thing you got left that you can control. The rest of your life is in pure chaos. It's in a tailspin. It's in a nosedive. You're down a slippery slope. You're down the shame spiral. And now you want to shame me talking about, I hope you think about that next time. I hope you think about getting your life in order. Mm. <laughs> right? I hope you think about finding somebody to fix that bind. I'm in a bind, Nate. Like, what are you talking about? What kind of goddamn dependapotamus are you? Where you just going to come to me and you think you can put... Your love letter on my car talking about I hope you think. I hope you think your life through next time. Mm. Like these women out here, what are you talking about? Like what? Like the nerve of these people. <laughs> the nerve of these damn straggle rocks. Like what? Where Now where was any of this my fault? Mm. Where was any of this my fault? <laughs> mm. Jesus Man, pay your rent. Your rent's due, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You knew right from wrong. Talking about I must have been too tired to realize. <laughs> There's not an apology in this letter. I apologize for parking in your spot. I was completely wrong. And uh, I probably was getting my back blown out as I was closing down the Win dixie All right. Time kept on slipping. But if you want me to come drop that neck and make it up to you. See, that's a proper letter. That would be leading off. And you taking accountability and agency and then offering me something in this place. But then you're blaming me? God damn. And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. Listen, fixes that bind. I'm in a bind, Nate. Oh, these people are god dang. Oh. And then I, they want to make me out to be the bad guy. Like, literally, I was minding my own business, living my own life, doing what I was supposed to. And then you came and ruined it. And then you're blaming me. Right, Jesus. She's a pure straggle. What about this sniggle here? We got some sniggles up. Uh, this guy right here. 
uh, apparently somebody's uncle got on the microphone and uh, this is what you would sound like if you tried to do five minutes of what I do on a on a regular basis. All right. Uncle grabbed the mic and he wanted to try to, you know, this happens at funerals, at the barbecue. Somebody want to pray. Somebody want to drop some knowledge on people. And he grabbed the microphone from the DJ. Let's see what he has to say here real quick. The story is never date a woman who don't respect your wife. <laughs> No, I didn't mean to say that. Uh, I said the wrong shit. That's <laughs> he said, I said the wrong shit. You can already tell this is about to go left. That he, You know when they grabbed the mic, the crackhead aunt, the crackhead uncle, the former pimp-ass, player-ass unk. All right. The story is, never date a woman who don't respect your wife. No, I didn't mean to say that. I said the wrong shit. Yo, man. Never date a woman who don't respect your wife. Well, listen. He actually makes sense there. I mean, you actually make sense, Unc. I know you've been locked up for a little bit. Unc been locked up for a little bit, and he came out and thought it was 1996. You know what I mean? But, Unc, you actually was right. I'm, You know, as much as you kind of... The audience is wrong, though. The audience is wrong. <laughs> he said, I done said the wrong shit. You, you're right, but not the right audience. See, this is not what you want to do. Unk. <laughs> I ain't trying to hate the player, but I'm just trying to tell you, you need to, you need to reform your message for your family there. I mean, everybody wanted you to pray over the food. He's right, but <laughs> all right. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. I've just, Figure that maybe, you know, this is what you would do when you sound like, I want to do a podcast. Yeah. That's how you would have ended up, too. All right. Shout out to Player Player right here from New York. This is a New York brother. He has a page. It's, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> All right. He has a uh, comedy page. He does comedy. And he's an old school player. Uh, it's kind of like uh, Radio Raheem and Stereo Shaheem's cousin. And he goes by, uh, I can't even look at it, what it is there. You see it on the screen. And this is when you uh, interview for a new role, but you too hood. You keep it too real. Let's play the video. Good morning. Thank you for your interest in Mitchell Brunson and Barrett Incorporated. Your reputation precedes you, but why don't you begin by telling us a little bit about yourself? First off, I appreciate you taking the time to interview me for the position. You know what I mean? Because normally... Law firms, they don't, they don't really hire people they could potentially represent. I feel like I'm mad qualified, you know? I mean, you see the CV, you know what it is. And uh, to keep it a buck, I've been doing this computer shit for like, my bad. I've been doing this computer thing for like a minute. Salary decent. I ain't gotta go 50-50 with my lady no more, you heard? I could pay all the bills, feel me? Excellent, do you have any further questions for us? I do have a question. What's the job title? The recruiter told me I was interviewing for a cybersecurity position, but Shane really specified what the role was. Your role will be penetration tester. You'll be on the pink team. No disrespect, but I ain't penetrating nothing with you. Pause. Good luck to you though. Fuck out of here. Can't believe I wore a button up for this shit. This motherfucker got me on my 2003 Jay-Z. Yeah, man. Yeah. You know, when keeping it real goes too wrong, you know what I mean? Shout out to him. And uh, he was trying. He was trying. And he had the whole talk out of the side of the mouth. You know what I'm saying? Word him up. Word to the gods. You know, appreciate that. 
all the English just botched and chopped up. He at least tried to get him a yob. Word him up, Sean. This is how we do it, Dunny. <laughs> right? Yo, pause. What? Penetration specialist word. All right, he had the whole talk out the corner of his mouth with the eye cocked down like this. Word him up. Word is born. We on. All right, this is how we do around the Shaolin Island, nah, I mean. All right, word. Word bond. You know, they, they even sh- they even cut it off to word is bond to word bond. You know, that's how we do it in here. You know what I mean? We get the triple fat goose around here with the, you know, and we catch the L. And we go born on 144 and 5th half. <laughs> right? Look, the pink team, Sean, word. All right, appreciate you for being around here. At least he was trying to, you know, get a job. All right, I love it. My brother's trying to get a job. We got to keep our brothers up getting jobs. Indeed. All right, so the next one is Paige, Paige Van Zant. Ladies and gentlemen, send it for Paige Van Zant. Paige Van Zant, I earned more money on OnlyFans in one day than my entire fighting career combined. Ninjas, we in trouble, man. We in trouble out here. This is going to entice a lot of women out here. And we showed you, I think I talked about her for some reason before. And we actually showed you of the OnlyFans girl that showed her breasts, all right, after a fight. Now, she done got suspended. But she said in one day, yikes. All right, man, it's going to be hard for y'all to keep up, man. Women are monetizing their beauty, right? They're monetizing their youth and they're monetizing their audience and OnlyFans. That's that's good. That's a great equalizer in terms of when, what women need for men. You know what I mean? Like this is this is not going to be a barrier of entry. Women are going to go. I, I'm going to say in the next two years, women that have legit careers, they're already doing this, but women that have legit careers, they're going to enter into this and it's going to further muck up the the marketplace for dating and marriage all right so we're going i said this i've been saying this for years you're going to attribute it to another content creator but i get it women are going monetized they're 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 taking monetization this is the futurist female when they said the futurist female they weren't talking about ceos (laughs) they wasn't talking about honest women in jobs they were talking about these bitches monetizing themselves through empowerment and not allowing men to monetize them, um, them right? So now they don't have to go through Hugh Hefner and um, that mole rat ass. What was his name? Weinstein. That's empowerment. They can empower themselves. So let's take you take a look at the uh, woman here. This is the woman, Paige Van Zant. Um, and I've have censored issues here. I mean, uh, images here. You know, sloppy yogurt, typical, typical sloppy. I mean, I'd bang for sure. All right, typical sloppy yogurt. Uh, she has the um. It looks like the blonde ponytail, like, right? Dudes a simp over that. And not only the simping is going to be, this is international simping. I know you guys think, uh, oh, I've seen this picture of this one before. This picture I've seen of her. I never knew that was her. All right. Can she fight? Anybody know if she can fight? All right. Can she fight? Ninja's going to her OnlyFans right now. All right. But this is the girl right here. And uh, let me see if I can read the article. Let's see if I can read the article. I'm pretty sure. Page. Paige Van Zant's competitive fighting career has paused in recent years. Paused. But the freeze has apparently proved monetarily beneficial. 
It says, according to Van Zant, a former UFC star, her entry into the world of OnlyFans content creation has paid more than its dividends. In a recent interview with Barstool, Van Zant estimated that she's made more money in one day on the subscription platform than she did in her entire fighting career, UFC and otherwise combined. She also says, I definitely have. She says, I'd say that I've made the switch to OnlyFans. There's a lot of stuff I've done in my career, and I've been really fortunate my career, even outside of the UFC and outside of fighting, has been pretty successful. It says, I've worked pretty hard in other industries and trying to cross over to more of a mainstream personality. But yes, OnlyFans has definitely been my largest source of income. I would say combined in my fighting career, I think I've made more money in 25, 24 hours on OnlyFans than I did my entire career combined. Van Zant, now 29. 29, all right, all right, not bad. She looks about 21 right here. All right, she does look young in that photo. Uh, junior college material. Let me see here. Uh, let's see if I can pull up. Uh, okay, oh boy, she bloody right there. She got beat to a pulp right there. Who, who beat her up? Somebody beat her up. Oh, looks like she was in. Okay. All right. All right. Let me see here. She's starting to look older, though. She's starting to look older. Yeah, she better hurry up and make that money. All right. But uh, what else did she say here? She says, uh, 29 has launched an independent subscription site in 2021 before she eventually made the jump to a more universally recognizable platform, OnlyFans, in 2022. During that time, Van Zant competed twice in bare-knuckle boxing. All right. Uh, for BKFC and lost both both bouts. Uh, her most recent competition was in July 2021. Okay, so she hadn't been fighting. She was scheduled for a third bout in late 2022, but it was canceled. All right, I don't think she wanted to get in the ring. I doubt, she didn't want to get in there. She makes too much money. When she was actively fighting, Van Zant often branched off to MMA and used her platform to explore other avenues. Okay, uh, she was on Dancing with the Stars. She was on Chopped. Okay, so she, oh, she was also in All Elite Wrestling. She was also in All Elite Wrestling. All right, never, I didn't never knew any of this. And despite her openness to maximize exposure, Van Zat admits producing adult content presents its mental hurdles. It's sometime over time, wait, it's something I, over time, she came to terms with for monetary reasons, though not necessarily self-centered ones. Okay, so... This is them selling their soul. I was nervous about the stigma, but now it's hard to walk away from. But I feel like, I feel like, I feel like, merch, if you're one of those people who were born poor and growing up poor and then you become rich, it's almost like you always just felt poor. You always want to continue working hard. I am lucky I'm in a position where I'm able to help my family, my husband, my husband, my husband, and I help our family. What position is that now that you help your family? Oh, there it is right there, the horizontal position. Mm. All right, that's where we're going, ladies and gentlemen. Send it. It says, right, and she's married, guys. We do everything we can to bring everybody up to the table, everybody up to the table. For me, it justifies doing exclusive content, knowing that I'm helping take care of everybody, everybody around me. Does she have children? She says, our family. I'm not sure. But guys, man. Ooh it's getting hot in here. 
It's getting hectic, man. Uh, there she is right here. Is that her? I can't tell which one is her. Is this her right there? Hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's somebody you could, okay. I mean, you could see them every day. What a world, what an evil world we live in today. It's an evil world we live in. God is going to punish. She got a husband. Yeah, she married. It's going to be hard, man. Y'all, These girls married, they like, yeah, let's go on and make that OnlyFans money. What would you do? What would you do? All right, strike going to Snickle Theater. That's it. Hey. With me, if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the five sticky. Come get high with me, that's a deal, right? People saying that she's probably gonna get divorced. I don't know, man. All right, it's crazy. Shout out to Enigma says Paige probably peaked top five in her weight class in UFC. All right, so at some point, yeah, she never won the championship. I see, she ain't never won the belt. All right. She need to get into wrestling. I mean, if she every time she exposes herself, I mean, literally, she can build up an audience. All right, we got, uh, we got, uh, let's see if we're here. We can get in here. We got, uh, let's see if I can say your name. Kaleem says, Coach, are there any circumstances where you think it's acceptable to smoke a joint? For example, to wind down after a productive day? Just wanted to know if you have a zero tolerance or make exceptions from time to time. Hope. You don't hit me with the Reverend Hex. Shout out to you. Well, here's this is my opinion. Again, I'm, I'm only giving you how I live. All right. Now, how I live is I don't do any of those things when I'm on the rise, right? If I feel like I'm on the rise, like I'm trying to hit goals, I won't do anything like that. Like I won't drink alcohol. I won't invite alcohol into my house. I won't, I won't fornicate and I'll get rid of marijuana. Now, I've often looked at some of these things as, you know, people become addicted to them and they don't realize they're addicted to them. It's only when you stop, you realize you're addicted to them. You, you know, people will cope. Oh, it's not addictive. Ninja be smoking two and three joints a day. With that being said, because of it, I don't do things that I know can lead to addiction. I don't do things I know that can lead to addiction when I'm trying to ascend. And I'm on the ascend. I'm on the ascend. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If I'm 65 years old, let me, let me share this story with you. I'm going to share this story. All right. And um, let me see if I can remember the guy's name. If I could remember the guy's name. Uh, uh, sorry. Uh, if I retire, chill, and I'm sitting on a half a meal or a half a quarter a meal, <laughs> what I would probably do it's I probably was super duper chill. All right. I was super duper chill. I make it to 65, 70. I ain't got nothing to do. I got young slimmies next to me. I don't have to divorce wife. I don't, I don't have to pay no bitch child support. All right. I'm going to end up like Don Nelson. You see what I mean? Anybody know Don Nelson? Don Nelson was an NBA coach and an NBA player for a long time. He played the straight lace. He played the straight lace guy. You see? button up and all of that coaching. He's on the all-time coaches win, all-time winning this NBA coach at the time he retired. And after he got done yelling for 30 years, guess what he turned into right here. You see now this is the reward. Y'all didn't just look. Now he chilling. Now he looking like old ass shaggy. You see this? Because he made it. 
he didn't stop his grind. He didn't stop his hustle and his sin. Now, I don't want to demonize the, the marijuana. There's some things that could get you to the point where it's going to pre prevent you from rising. All right. It's going to prevent you from rising. But now he he owns. I don't know if I can show this on YouTube. I think he's in the business. You see this? He's in the Mary Jane business. And so since he's on the Mary Jane business, he getting high on his own supply. I don't know if I can show that on YouTube. So I'm going to pull it off right here. But after he got done doing what he need to do, and he what? He got to the all-time win in this NBA coach. He turned into Raggy. Raggy? Mm. Now, this is what I'm talking about. That's how to live it out. Because now he don't have to worry about going to a job and messing up his hustle. He got his money right. He got his money right. And now he don't have to do no damn hustle. You see, that's what I'm talking about. Right. After you get to your peak, after you get to where you need to go, then that's a, that's where you need to go. But in between what you'll figure out is and I have articles related to this. Once you'll figure out that shit is a sedative. <laughs> All right. It's not going to get you where you need to go, man. All right. I need to get where I need to go first. So that's how I do things. Now, once I get to where I'm at, I'm going to be chilling. I'm going to be, he says, parlaying. I'm going to have my feet up. I'm going to have, I'm going to have linglings rubbing my feet. All right. Rubbing my arms, lighting up, fire up, spark and pass it around. All right. Drinking once I chill. I'm living in somewhere in the middle of Chile with some little Latinas. One straddling my face, one straddling my waist. All right. I'm sitting in Chile. One straddling my face and one straddling my waist. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. But, 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 but until then, Ninja, I ain't trying to take no sedatives. All right. Anyway. <laughs> and by that time, I'm going to be like, hey, man, fly out. We doing the whole retreat. I'm going to have a whole bunch of people with uh, AK-47s guarding my shit. A whole bunch of young, fresh, and green Latinas. Rubbing my feet down. <laughs> All right. It's going to be like that. That's what I'm going to be doing. But otherwise, it's going to be, yeah, that's what it's going to be. And none of them going to be able, never mind. <laughs> yeah, be, be the most interesting man in the world. Exactly. That's what life is about. I think we're, we need to start delaying some of the things that we do. Delay it. All right, anyway. Goals first. And I'm on the rise. Like, I'm not trying to slow down. I'm not trying to have anybody slow me down. I'm not trying to have anything slow me down. I don't want to consume anything that's going to misdirect me. I was listening to a video about a crackhead. And it was an educated crackhead. And somebody shared it on Locals. And it's a sad story. It was like a, he was like a rocket scientist, I think. Or he was a very intelligent black man. And this video was back in the day when crack epidemic broke out. And he was like, yep. He's like, I got hooked. And he was sharing his experience and how much he spends in a day. And he was sharing the whole thing. Very articulate. Everything, man. And I was like, damn. Ninja got sidetracked. Taking a hit. And he was like, I'm hooked. He's like, I can't stop it. See, that's what I don't. He was a NASA engineer. That's what he was. A NASA engineer. Is that rocket science? Somewhere. He got hooked on crack and died. 
after they did the interview, he was dead within a week. Smoking crack. So anything, anyone or anything that gets in my way is going to get eliminated. I'm just letting you know. I'm not letting anything or anyone get in my way. I'm running through and over everyone. That I'm telling you, that includes vices, women, family. I don't care. I don't care who it is. I gave everybody a chance early on in life, and I gave them the benefit of the doubt, like meaning that I tried to be the helpful ones. And you know what I found? I want you to think about this. You know what I found? That when I was in a moment of need, nobody helped me. Nobody close to me helped me. It was other people who helped me. But the reason that they helped me was because I had something to offer them. Meaning that, you know, I started a business. I started personal training. And those people helped me immensely. They changed my life for the better. But I was offering something back. They didn't just help me. So I found that when I help myself, other people will help me. But I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not helping anyone else. That's not returning the favor. Okay. And so anything or anyone that gets in my way now, you're going to get obliterated. And I won't even think twice of you. I won't even think twice. <laughs> right. I don't care who you are. You're going to get annihilated. And whatever that thing or people are, you're just going to get, I'm telling you, man, I'm on my path and purpose. I don't give a fuck anymore. I actually used to, and it got me nowhere. I know this isn't what people want to hear. They want to hear, oh, help everybody up. No. So it, when it comes to drugs, I don't care. Oh, it's not that. I don't care about if it's legal or it should be not harmful or not. If it, when it comes to drugs, alcohol, people, and relationships, if they get in my way, it's getting, you're getting ran over. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. Mm -hmm. If it's going to stop me from what I'm doing, it can, it can, um, it can wait. It can wait. That's what it is. I'll just let you know. So think about this first before you engage in these things. Um, anyway, if you really wanted to know, yeah, I'm not trying to go back and help ninjas up when I knock them over either. Men or women, I don't care who they, if I knock you over, I'm going to be steamrolling. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Say nope to dope, indeed. And I have yet to see somebody in their 20s and 30s, and I know you're going to throw somebody out there, become successful. And they said the reason why they were successful was dope. Now, you're going to say Snoop Dogg or some shit like that, right? But I got a whole bunch of horror stories of people that have done alcohol, drugs, codependency, vices, gambling, women, whores, skeezers, baby mamas, wife, Marriage, I got a whole bunch of dead bodies. I got a whole damn cemetery full of people that have lost their way over shit like this. <laughs> All right, anyway. So I, I cringe when people tell me, well, it ain't really that harmful. Man, sit your punk ass down. I, got, I know too many people that it harmed. <laughs> All right, I know way too many. Joe Rogan, somebody just said Joe Rogan did not start until he was a millionaire. They got to where they were, and then they started doing it. But the, the rappers, the rappers aren't your success story, right? Anyway, the rappers are John Lennon. Okay. 
Women, hookers, yes, same thing. You got to get control of these things. So be careful. All right, GS Inc. says you're an inspiration. Shout out to you. Thank you. Appreciate you, man. I'm trying to inspire, not motivate. All right. Um, O'Neill says, brick women might be trans. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I saw her twerking. I saw her respond. Her She has a, well, not, she didn't respond. I saw another video that they showed where she was talking about lesbians and stuff like that. All right. Yeah. All that. And the bag of chips ahoy. All right. Yeah. So I don't know if she's trans, but she looked at trans. <laughs> she looked at trans. All right. Here we go. All right. They naming dead. Y'all naming dead people to support your case. Interesting. They, they naming dead people. All right. Shout out to our boy Rod Mill in the building with the sponsorship. He said, this is for this morning sermon, tithes and authoring, offerings. Appreciate you, man. Tithes and offerings to the congregation for me sticking my neck out there, letting y'all ninjas know what up. All right, where we at here? Shout out to Matthew, says CGA notoriousness. Shout out to Matthew. Thank you, sir. All right. Yeah, a lot of people listing rappers. Which is sad. All right. Shout out to my rappers, though. Love my rappers. All right. How many of them became successful versus how many of them got skitty pop, pop, pop? And a boom, boom, brr, boom. Skeet up. Shout out to no government name, BH. CGA's work ethic puts young boys to shame. He says he doesn't even take holidays off even after streaming for 40 plus hours per week. Shout out to you with the co sponsorship. Yeah, man, I want you guys to, uh, I want you guys to get it, man. Get it. Get this, get this straight. Get this straight. When it comes to this, when it comes to this, you young guys, you guys literally have to understand that work ethic is what's going to separate you. (laughs) It's going to separate you from the rest of your pack. I know. You guys are living life in reverse. What you're doing is you're trying to not work up front and chill and then trying to make it up on the back end. Trying to make it up on the back end. Right? So eventually, you're going to have to put in the work. Now, um, what am I, in my 40s? I've been working hard all my life. I mean, I've been, I've been going nonstop grinding. All right, I didn't take no, I didn't take much time off. I didn't start going on vacation until later on in my life. But I did travel for work, so that took the pressure off. But we're gonna be messed up. Because let me just tell you, I'm almost 50 years old. I'm almost 50 years old. And when I wake up in the morning, I feel it. When I wake up in the morning, I can feel it, <laughs> right? <laughs> I literally wake up and be like, oh, shit. Uh. <laughs> I wake up and it's rough. I be grunting and shit. My Juco be looking at me like, damn, this is embarrassing. 
my Juco waking up, <laughs> looking at me like, I be grunting. She be like, hi, daddy. Get him, daddy. I be like, mm. <laughs> mm. you want something? Mm. She started talking. I spend about 40 minutes grunting, <laughs> stretching, not talking, just annoyed. <laughs> oh, fuck. Mm. <laughs> yep, just grumpy, grumpy. <laughs> This is why I can't wake up right before my stream. I got to get like three hours. I got to get awake so I can be up. If I woke up right before my stream and press live, I'd be like, oh, fuck. <laughs> Yo, I'm telling you, grumpy. Just working my shit out. Stretching. I go to my gym. I stretch on my mat. I got to ease into the day. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know, when you're 20, you take it for granted. When you're about, you know, you get into your 30s and 40s, it's going to start catching up to you. The reason why I, the reason why I bring that up, <laughs> the reason why I bring that up is that because everything's annoying. Everything's annoying, for real. I'll be like, I'm annoyed at everything. Now, the reason why I bring that up is because, gentlemen, you think, I know you're 20 years old listening to me, 25 and you just jump out of bed, you know what I mean? You go to the gym, no warm-up, you just start pressing, okay? You get on the basketball court, no warm-up, them days are going to come to an end, crash and burn. Those days are going to slow down. You're going to injure yourself, and then you're going to get a reality that life caught up. I ruptured my Achilles. That was a reality check. I was like, oh, okay, my health is serious, meaning that I can't afford to just jump out there and play pickup ball trying to win championships, when I got to go to a job, I'm not going to be on crutches every day. You know what I mean? Like I live in a two story, three story house. I can't be up in here. <laughs> I can't be up in here on crutches trying to win the goddamn Olympics at the 24 hour fitness basketball court. Right. That's, that's going to be less important to me. It's less important. So I know the realizations of taking it easy, ease in, you know, I got to stretch this life out. I got to stretch this life out. I can't try to, you know, win the day trying to do some corny shit. Okay. Now, you think at 20 and 25 that you're going to wake up at 35 and 40 and 45 and 50 and 55 and 60 how you feel at 20 and 25. I'm just here to tell you this is not true. You're going to be tired. You're going to be more tired. You're going to be exhausted. You're not going to be able to stay up late at night. Drugs, alcohol is going to kick your ass. In fact, it might take you a whole week to recover from a binge drinking. There's data to show all of this. You think you're going to be hanging out at the club and then get back on work on Monday and get on your grind? No, you're not. You're not. It's going to kick your ass, right? So with that being said, the less active you are, the more likely you're not going to be able to make up the deficit of especially doing labor jobs. Like you're trying to do labor jobs. Okay. So what you're going to do, and ninjas is talking about eating fruit when ninjas eat Doritos right now, please 
Stop interrupting me with your bullshit. All you got to do is eat fruits and vegetables. Sit your punk ass down. Ninjas talk about smoking weed right now. You throwing in fruits and vegetables. Now, let's go back. These ninjas eating Doritos Starburst for dinner and smoking weed. Let's get it back to reality. <laughs> okay. All you got to do is, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you think you're going to jump up every day like you do when you're 24 and 25, ain't going to happen. Unless you're a genetic freak, which means that if you haven't patterned your life to make sure you have to, can avoid doing labor jobs, doing a job that you just have to do, and you have to start doing labor, you're not going to do it at 45, okay? You're not. Not going to do it. You're not going to start ready to go and doing labor jobs at 40. You're not going to want to do it. <laughs> All right. You're going to be like, uh-uh. And here's the thing. You can do it for a day. You can might be able to do it for a week. It's not that you can't do it. It's that after a week, you're going to be effed up. Unless you're Mexican. Yeah, Mexicans, for some reason, they got that super strong. And Mexicans, some of the Mexicans don't have no choice. All right. <laughs> Sometimes you don't have no choice. But you might be able to do it for about three days, maybe a week. After that, Ninja, all them fruits and vegetables, because you're going to switch to eating fruits and veggies. And it ain't going to be enough. Mm. It ain't going to be enough. <laughs> Ninja. Don't think. He says, at 46, I took a pay cut for less labor. Facts. So let's say you messed your life around thinking you're going to feel good up until 35. And you just at 35, okay, now I'm going to start working. <laughs> your body going to shut down. Your body's going to shut down. It ain't going to be like, no, 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 no. And then you're going to do something. You're going to think about something else. All them fruits and veggies ain't going to help you out at 36. Try to do 40 plus hours of labor. And then go party and sm smoke dope and, and bullshit and hang out. Yeah. Them fruits and veggies ain't going to. You better be eating fruits and veggies now in your 20s. So get off the fruity pebbles. Get off the cocoa puffs. Get off the uh, the. Uh, the Frankenberries and the Count Chocula. <laughs> Get off the weed and the Modelo now. And start eating fruit and veggies today. So that your life ain't all fucked up when you're 45, 50, 55, and 60. I'm just telling you. <laughs> all right. Shout out to you, man. But look. He said Cali Bustle's doing it. Yep. And he's a genetic freak. Listen, you can be in the best shape of your life, but can you work 40 hours labor? And not just this week. I'm talking about for the next 25 years. See, this is what people are missing. The next 25 years, 45 to 60, 45 to 65, 70. That's what you're going to have to do. Oh, by the way, if you ain't putting in the work now, forget about retirement. You miss compound inference. Bye-bye.
You missed your compound interest. You missed it. So you're going to be working till you die. Ask the boomers. Ask the boomers. This is what's going to make it a three-hour show. Ask the boomers. Have you seen any boomers retiring? They still working. <laughs> Retirement? Somebody sent me a sheet about how much money you would have to have in retirement to maintain, to stay in the U.S. And here you guys are shitting off your first 10 years of adulthood. You're going to be working till you're 70. All right, I'm just letting you know. You're going to be working till you're 70 unless you hit a lake. Possibly 75. And let me just tell you this. Most of y'all ain't even going to make it to 75. Mm. You ain't even going to make it. Like, your heart ticker is going to be tickered out. 75, <laughs> right? Somebody says, roommate working at 67. I want you to think, you're going to be working every day until you drop dead, okay? This is the new America. Retirement is gone. I don't want to hear shit about your 401k, right? Um, who was that? Wiz Division, talking about their 401k. This is the new America. <laughs> I'll try to hit a lick. You dropping. You dropping. Dropping at work. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I hate to be doom and gloom, but y'all ain't making it. The... But here you go, just tricking off your 20s as if you got time. All right. Your, your body's going to catch up to you. It's going to catch up. Anyway. I'm going to make it to 180. Talk about they 401k and they in a Roth IRA and shit like that. I love these. I love the Roth IRA, by the way, but your 401k, the average 401k has $75,000 in it. I showed you this. I showed you this. Average 401k is not going to get you to uh, a two years of fixed income. You're fucking going to get, you're going to get screwed. <laughs> mm. all right anyway you're gonna work to the end all right let me get back to the show <laughs> now that i scared the piss out of you <laughs> he says we need that doom and gloom for real yep get get used to it hey my mom's still working my mom's still working and she works hard she works hard and she's she's still working and she ain't gonna ever stop I don't think she's going to ever stop. I, don't, I know she's, I don't think she's in a position to stop. All right, but she's still working. And she's got, luckily she can do things from home and she's got, she's got good experience. She's worked, um, she's worked white collar jobs all her life. So she's worked for the top companies in Fortune 500. So she could, she's got a good pedigree, good resume. Her resume is killer. All right, but she a boomer and she's still working. <laughs> All right, anyway. Uh, anyway, what do, we, what do we got here? I love to, I love to wake up some dudes there. Sometimes you got <laughs> to wake them up. And, of course, the exception to the rules, the outliers, that doesn't apply, right? There's going to be outliers. We know there's people going to retire. All right, but, but the rest of us working class schlubs, we own it. And fortunate enough, you're not going to be doing labor jobs, gentlemen, at 50 and 40. You, you don't probably don't want to. So get on your grind. 
Get on your grind. Plan early. Shout out to Soldier of God says, I retired a year before my father did. Plan early. How early? Tell them how early you need to plan. You need to plan, plan, plan. You can't be out here screwing around. All right, let's get into it. Take your life seriously. And if people around you don't take your life seriously, eliminate them, not physically. Get rid of them. Oh, by the way, let me, let me tell you some more. Let me, you want some more doom and gloom real quick? Let me tell you, man. Let me tell you. I'm going to give you some more. I'm going to give you some more. Yeah, when I because these people, man, they talk about these young people. Oh, they're a baby at 25. Oh, hell no. No, no, no. I was a full assistant head coach at a Division I university at 25. All right. I was the top assistant, meaning like if my boss didn't show up to work, I was the head coach. Okay. Um, at a Division I university. Now, so I'm talking about start at 18, 16. Like you're an adult. You're ready to go. As a gentleman, especially as a man, you're ready to go. I don't want to hear no shit at 24, 25, 29, 30. But here's what I'm going to give you something right here. For the people that keep throwing the exceptions to the rules at me, I submit to you this. Have any of you ever been to your high school reunion? Has anyone ever been to your high school reunion? Has anybody ever seen the people you went to high school with in face, on face, fake book? For all of you people that beat the odds, congratulations. We're not here warning you. We applaud you for beating the odds. However, go to your high school reunion. All the people that told me they was going to make it at 18 and they was going to be rich. None of them became, I mean, a very few of them became rich and wealthy. I had a lot of people that became celebrity from my high school. Most people fat, divorced once or twice, baby mama, the women look like witches or a pound of puddle, put, put, pound of silly putty, right? Most of them old farting. The women is lost. They lost their spark. They lost the all spark. <laughs> they ain't out there grinding. They stuck in middle management. They hit the glass ceiling. They lost, misguided, undecided. They flamed and burned out. <laughs> So we appreciate the outliers. What we're not going to do is let these guys think they're going to be the outlier because, because if we do this, they won't work. So I got to scare the piss out of you to get you to work. What you don't want to do is say, oh, don't worry, but because look at Elon Musk. No, no, that's not what you do because then they think they're going to be Elon Musk. Everyone that graduated high school thought they was going to do well. And only two or three of us did well, <laughs> right? Mm. Out of a whole graduating class of 650 to 700 students, only three made it. <laughs> right? <laughs> the rest flamed the fuck out. Enter Normieville. Now, these guys don't see it at 20 and 25. But most people, when we all graduated, we thought we was going to be the shit. Most of them are just a pile of dog shit. <laughs> they just didn't amount to nothing. It didn't work out. Anyway, <laughs> let's keep it real. 
we got to understand it's a low percentage that most people make it out doing uh, hitting home runs. They don't. Most people end up just being right there in the middle, average or below average. And let's just put this. Let just let me just say this. It's getting harder. I'm going to give you guys a bone. It's getting harder than it was 20. When did I graduate? 20. Yeah, Jesus. 20 years ago, plus 20. 30 years ago, Jesus. 30. 30 years ago, I graduated high school. It's not 1993 anymore. It's not 1993. It is 2023. It is getting harder to make it. It's way harder than it was. So if you're in your 50s and 60s and you were fortunate to make it, just realize it's getting very hard for these Generation Z and young millennials. It's tough. It is very tough. Like, it's not what we had. And we had it kind of rough. The boomers had it the best. They screwed the pooch for most of us. But today... In order to make it and do, like most kids can't even move out of their house. Most millennials and Gen Z can't even move out of their parents' house. It's not even a reality at all. Where we had a little bit of a reality, we at least can move out. And in fact, our mothers and fathers probably kicked us the fuck out, right? As early as they could. But we used to be able to leverage our degrees. We used to be able to leverage some sort of work ethic, a resume. Gen Z doesn't have that anymore. And they don't have discipline either. So they're double screwed. And not only that, they're distracted by politics when they shouldn't even be worried about it. They're mostly hooked on agendas and ed meds. And they're they're lazy bums. They're lazy. They don't want to do shit. Complete entitlement. So they got that working against them. If you, in fact can beat that as a young person, you're ahead of the curve. But yeah, you know, that's kind of the reality of what it is. And I like to present it this way because life is not easy. And a lot of people are done. A lot of people are kind of not done. A lot of people have an uphill battle from here on out. They do. It's a very uphill battle. So just telling people it's just going to be, it's going to be okay. And they can't even move out of their house and they're 29. It's a mess. It's a mess. But look, I'm trying to give you guys some warnings right here. This is why I don't believe adolescents are children. And it's not for other self-gratification reasons. But, yeah, politics in the mirror is, yeah, yeah, I agree with that. If you're 16 and able-bodied, you're ready to go. And that's how it used to be. Um, 16-year-olds could work. In fact, 12-year-olds could work uh, before. Matter of fact, this is Labor Day. Labor Day. Labor Day was one of the reasons why, I mean, this is why they changed many of the labor laws and let people off of work because people just were here to work. And as soon as you were able-bodied to work, either in an agrarian or an industrial area, your ass went to work. Oddly enough, I hear a lot of young people, they ain't even working. They're not even working. I'm like, what the fuck? They ain't even working. They sitting around protesting. You know, uh, 
Women selling punani, it's crazy. They can in Kentucky, 15 years old. Um, but are they working? The thing is, are they working? Yeah, people, kids worked in the mines. So I believe, and even if you lived in an agrarian, you lived, you know, you lived on a farm in the middle, in the Midwest. You worked, many kids worked before they went to school. They got up early in the morning and worked before they went to school. Some of them worked when they came home. Working was a part of it, but the working has somewhat stopped in these days. And um, it's, just a, it's just a sad time to be around to see these people waste these years. But they're wasting their years. It's sad. Let me do a couple more Super Chats. I saw an interesting one, so I'm going to get to it here. Okay. Shout out to Pretty Taurus. Says, love your content, CGA. My boyfriend introduced me to your channel. Thank you, Pretty Torres. All right. Uh, that sounds pretty. That definitely sounds pretty. All right. Uh, let me see here. I got to catch up to these. Thank you for joining me. Bob says, anything can lead to addiction nowadays. Facts. I would definitely stay away from anything that can be addictive. All right. Rude Boy says, sub coach is crazy now because we have content creators like Sneeko saying that the red pill is dead now and time to move on to different pursuits. Dude, the dude hadn't been in the red pill space for more than 12 weeks. I mean, anyway, I don't, I don't look at anything Sneeko says. I mean, I literally never watched any of his videos. I didn't know who he was until Fresh and Fit brought him up. And even then, I didn't watch much of what he said, only to review it. And how was he the authority over anything? I mean, how was, how was he the authority over anything? I find it hard to believe that people even take whatever he has to say into consideration. All right. If you're over the age of 16, yes, he shouldn't have any, any impact on anything or anything of benefit to anybody in this space. He knows nothing. He has no, he absolutely knows nothing about this space. All right, all he knows is what Fresh and Fit has exposed him to. That's it. All right, other than that, Sneeko is irrelevant to the space. All right, irrelevant. All right, anyway, Sneeko says, the next time I reference anything Sneeko says. <laughs> what the fuck? All right, anyway, he says, IDK, man, what went to New York Labor Day Parade? Some chocolate sisters be so fine and on my mind. Yes. And he says, truth is, I need to up my funds. They were peeping the gym bod, though. Yeah. Uh, sisters are for recreational material only. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Black Lyran says, us 20-year-olds feel it, too. He says the collagen supplement helps. Yeah, take care of your body. Take care of your body. And uh, Coach Sipping Jamba Juice says, those two girls you showed Friday talking about men, women, should go for, um, I think you said should go for 100% and 110% correct. That puts the girls for me at the JUCO age and the girls for you, coach, at age 22 and older. <laughs> I said 22. You said 28. I said 22. Mm. My phone says younger. <laughs> he says 110% correct. 28? That's old for me. All right. Anyway, let me see here. What do we got? Uh, Black Lions. Lyran says, what if we extended life spawns? What if we extended life spawns? Oh, I'm not sure what that means. And Brown through Reynolds says, shout out to the coach gang. All right, let me get back, man. This is what's going to make the stream three hours. All right, let me see here. <laughs> I like what I like. 
<laughs> All right, here we go right here. Never pay off your girlfriend's loans. Never pay off your girlfriend's loans. Never pay off your girlfriend's debts. Never pay off your wife's debts. Let's take you to a story here. All right, my ex racked up debt on account. What can I do? Let's talk about what happens here. Um, a lot of you guys will get married. You'll meet the love of your life. You'll start watching Dave Ramsey. And Dave Ramsey will say, hey, you guys get together and pay off your debts. You'll go to Caleb Hammer. And Caleb Hammer will say, you're married. And they'll roll off all of your debts. They'll take her credit report and your credit report. Now, in some cases, your credit will be fucked up. And thus, your wife will be uh, someone who pays off both of your debt, right? Unfortunately, this is the truth. However, some guys will get the gumption to say, hey, I married this woman, therefore I'm responsible for her debt. I'm going to tell you, don't ever do this. Debt is personal. Whatever they bring in, you're not responsible for. This will mess you up. This will mess you up. Sometimes it will lead to a divorce. We'll show you. X racked up debt on account. What can I do? Nothing. It says right here, I had credit cards before getting with my now ex-fiance. My credit score was almost 800. I was doing excellent, an excellent job of managing debt and building up my CS. It says she had no credit history yet. So a little over a year ago or so into our relationships, when we had gotten engaged, I put her on my account as an authorized user with the rule that we would discuss purchases prior to making them, even if it was just a quick text. She had recently become unemployed, so at the time, it made the most sense. So she uh, could help pick up the groceries, get herself gas, hang out with friends, and engage in hobbies while she searched for a new job. Yeah, searching for a new job on monster.com. Things were great for the next two years, but after the two and a half to three year mark of our relationship, we had some financial issues. Keep in mind that I was still the only source of the household income after two and a half to three years. She had promised to get jobs and only occasionally follow through only to get fired not long after. But instead of cutting back on her hobby spending and things that like that during this time, she increased it. I wasn't very happy about it and kept discussing it with her. But she kept going. I managed to secure a loan to consolidate the debt and get us through. I liked the credit cards from my mobile app whenever it got around 50% because it was all I could think about or think to do, then completely cut that bitch off. About a week before breaking up with me, she completely maxed it out and went over the limit. She then dumped me overnight, talking to uh talking or taking so much with her, leaving me stuck with a brand new lease. And all the debt. And claiming to everyone that I financially abused her. Take a listen. It has been about six to seven months since the breakup. I've since realized that she was just a horrible partner and a human being. But I'm at a loss for what to do. I'm $12,000 in debt. Falling behind on bills. And have fought three evictions. My credit score is around 600 on a good day. Where do I go from here? Well, shit like this happens. And this is kind of what happens, you know, somebody, the, the mask falls off. So she's been in trouble for a long time. She's had poor habits. 
This is why you can't take certain people for certain areas. You got to do your due diligence and you got to not commingle the funds. All right, commingle the funds. So he started commingling the funds, doing the blue pill stuff to make it work. Unfortunately, it didn't work out for him. Now he's stuck holding the bag and he has to re uh, get his life organized. Now she gets to run off and go sell that punani to someone else. And he's left holding the bag. Now, she was already in financial trouble. She didn't have credit history. So it's not like she can, you know, not go forward with this. All she has to do is bat her eyes and find a new simp. But a lot of guys get into these situations. Well, what about love? And then you overlook things like this over time. This happens when you're young. So we, this is why we tell young men, this is not the time to get involved with young women at this age unless they are pedigree, unless they are pedigree gotta be pedigree if they're in trouble already and in a bind odds are you're gonna find out that this is how they treat your life this is how they treat their life and how they um how they uh how they're gonna make you treat your own life all right so be careful with this one it is a common tactic both male and females use this yep he says it couldn't be me it's definitely his fault okay and also when I tell you all men pay, all men pay. So he got paid. He paid on the back end. Just think about this. He thought he had a free love. He thought he was in love. He thought it was free. He thought he didn't pay. He thought he was above paying for women. But now look at them. Two and a half, three years later, guess what? He got $12,000 in debt, eviction, and falling behind on bills. Credit score reduced 200 points. You paid. That doesn't even count the money that he put in to keep the shit going, meaning the rent, because he covered all the rent. He certainly covered all the rent. So that that's a financial loss. You multiply that over months and months and years. You're talking about, you know, let's just say $2,000 in rent. I mean, you know, you're talking about $24,000 uh, $24, times two or three, however long they were together. You're looking at, you know, sub $72,000. Okay, that's a payment. You paid for that. You know what I mean? I know people think I'm wrong on this. When you pay $73,000 over um, three years, plus the 12K, plus the falling behind on bills, plus the lawyer for your eviction, that's $100,000 in pussy. Am I wrong? Yeah, he covered all of her bills and everything because she was out there partying. We're talking about $200 for some puss over three years. <laughs> $200,000, $300,000 for some puss, some access, stay-at-home puss. And let me tell you, they probably wasn't fornicating for much of it. They probably wasn't fornicating for much of it. Jesus. I don't pay. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next one here. Uh, uh, let's, let's look up this. Let's look up this. And there's no hardcore data on this one. But a couple of rules that we have here couple rules that we have we never pay off a woman's student loan never pay off a woman's student loan never pay off her debt and not only that never pay for any surgeries to be done like if her teeth are jacked up you get a girl from the philippines or thailand and her feet or her teeth look like piranha teeth and you're like she'll be gorgeous if i just put braces on her don't be a jackass why would you do that let's go get you a new girl with good teeth don't buy them breast implants because another dude's going to be rubbing on those titties. Those are going to be toys for the next guy. Your girl, your, your wife 
push out three babies and her she breastfed all of them and them titties are drooping. And, you, and she's like, I just want the mommy body makeover. And she want a tummy tuck and some nice titties. I don't want them too big. I just want to feel confident when I put on swimming suits and try on clothes. That's what she says. Then she's going to get them titties on her. And she's going to be parading them titties around like crazy. Okay, she's going to feel good and confident. And you just paid for her to inadvertently raise her sexual marketplace value. Okay, this is called inadvertently raising her sexual marketplace value. So she was going to be running around here with prune titties, but until you fixed them, right, she would have had to expose herself. Like if she would have divorced you right then and there, she'd have to take her prunes out there and have people lift them up, take them stretch marks, lift them up, hold them in your hand. They be jiggling like silly buddy, right? She'd have had to take them out there and find a new man. And it would have been, it would have been a mess. Ninja would have been boxing it. Ninja would have hit it with the punching bag. All right, but now you didn't cut her out there with them titties sitting nice. Yeah, want a bite? Yeah. Now she out there parading them things around. All right, she like. <laughs> And you paid for it. You paid for her to bounce on your ass. Now, let's go ahead and take you to this. <laughs> it's just a whole, you done fixed her tiger stretch marks. You done fixed her fupa. You done fixed them prunes and raisins. All right, <laughs> here you go. It says right here, man's breast friend, the valuation of plastic surgery in divorce and post-divorce surgery. In Dallas, one of the plastic surgeries capital of the United States, you would be surprised to find out there's no case law that addresses how to divide the debt of cosmetic surgery. There is also some evidence indicating that plastic surgery could lead to divorce. One figure suggests that 40% of women who undergo plastic surgery end up divorcing the spouse to whom they were married to before the surgery. Conversely, there has been talk about revenge surgery, a post-divorce divorce attempt to send a message to the ex to show them what they lost. Now, um, if you look up Kevin Costner, Kevin Costner's ex, as she was heading into the divorce, got a whole bunch of surgery. She got a whole bunch of surgery with the money, with his marital money. Okay, so the post-divorce, then they go get their body fixed up. But they was running around with you looking like sloppy yogurt, looking all saggy waggies. All right, but now they divorced. They got to pick their body up. All of a sudden, they want to go to the gym and take boxing classes and get fit. But before, they wasn't going to move. Uh, they weren't moving their bag of bones. They let their body completely go. Not only that, we showed you the other day that um, bariatric surgery has an 80 to 85% chance of divorce. Bariatric surgery where 70% of the bariatric surgery, surgery patients are women, 80 to 85% chance of divorce after bariatric surgery. Most of the time, the man in that relationship probably paid or contribute to that surgery. And only for him to pay that debt in divorce. Okay. Another uh, thing here that happens that I could not find 
but uh, people were talking about it, is that, is that when people pay off houses, when married couple pays, pay off houses, you pay off the entire mortgage, some people have found themselves getting a divorce after the mortgage was paid off. Okay, or some people have got a divorce after they paid off. I actually had stories shared where a woman says, I had $125,000 in student loan. My fiance or husband paid them off. Now I'm thinking about divorcing. Why do they do this? Why do they do this? It is because many times the debt is what kept them there. Okay, the debt is what kept them there. So, because they were in some sort of debt, what happened was that debt made them, uh, uh, the, the debt made them, you a necessity, right? You were a necessity. They were down bad. They were feeling bad about themselves. But you gave them new life when you paid off the debt. Now they woke up the next day with the debt paid off and are like, mm, I look at life a little bit different now. In fact, if you haven't lived life without debt, you haven't even achieved any true freedom yet. All right, you haven't achieved true freedom. Try to get your life without debt, and you will realize life looks completely different. You have different stresses. You have different, it's, it's an amazing feeling. It's an amazing feeling. But now they're looking at you like, I really don't need you like that anymore because I have a better credit, credit rating. You know, I'm not beholding to you anymore. Now I can level up. Now I can, you know what I mean? This is called inadvertently raising the sexual marketplace value of your woman by paying off the debt. Now, are there cases where you should pay off the debt? I know, man, because again, somebody's going to share stories of people who've successfully done that and they're still winning. All right, Dave Ramsey probably has tons of stories like this. I'm just going to tell you, be cautious when you do something like this, especially if you're not married to the person. If you're not married to them, you're not obligated to pay their debt. If you are married with, to them, Take a look at the debt and see who has the most of it. Most of the time, it may be the woman. If it's student loan debt legally, you are not obligated to pay any of that debt. And in some cases, the debt does not impact you. So, you know, um, it doesn't impact you, meaning that, you know, if you're looking to buy a house, it might impact you in that situation, but it's legally her debt. So you have no responsibility. You bear no responsibility. Other things that happen is that sometimes whoever has the heavy debt, um, if she has a debt, for instance, or several debts, she'll insist that you try to pay her debts off first. This is common. So you'll have debts. And let me say, I have a little bit of experience with this. Not a lot. And I've experienced on both ends. Typically, what can happen is your debts will get pushed back, right? And her debts will be the priority. She'll be like, hey, I got paid. We got paid this off. But much of the money that's being paid towards that debt is your income. So please consider that. If you find yourself in a situation where you commingle funds, you have joint bank accounts, the money goes into one pot, and then she's stressed about her income or debt, right? Or stressed about her debt you'll find that you're shoveling a lot of your income to her debt. However, your debts are not being, your debts are not being taken care of either. But 
the squeaky wheel gets the oil. She starts saying, well, I'm not going to be happy if we can't pay off my debts. And then you're like, hey, let's pay off my debts first and then pay off yours. She's going to go ape shit. She's going to go crazy. But the, the reality is much of the income that you're paying off either of your debts, you're going to have the majority of the income going to the debt. It's, it's a weird shit. Married couples find themselves in this, um, in this problem for uh, quite often. All right, let's go to the next part of the show. Does her past, uh, did I skip a story? Does her past re- matter? Does her past really matter? Here it is right here. Let's show this episode right here. This is another read for you. My fiance received a not safe for work video of me from an anonymous source. 25-year-old man, uh, 25-year-old female, 29-year-old male. My fiance, my fiance and I have been together for two years and have a wedding plan in February. He recently received an inappropriate video from a year before I ever met him or even met him. I don't want to go into details because it's embarrassing, but it was sleeping. I was sleeping with three guys in the video. Hold on for a second. Trying. I was sleeping with three guys in the video. It says right here, it was filmed. All eyes were blurred out, but he could tell it was me tattoo on my hip. At the time, I was dumb and young and needed healing and therapy. Oh, boy. There we go right there. I was just young and dumb. All right. It wasn't that long ago. It was a year ago or three years ago. I mean, you were 22 at the time. You're now 25. And you needed healing and therapy. You see how they hide behind therapy? This is some cowardice shit. Uh, People who hide behind therapy like this, it's pure cowards. In my opinion. I don't want to hear shit about from them. This is hiding behind therapy. I needed healing and therapy. That wasn't going to help you from being a skeezer. Trying. <laughs> right? You were a skeezer. Let's continue. And you found a gump to marry you. You did. Now, and that's you want to act like you're prim and proper. It says right here. Let me get back to my screen. I can read it. I was 22. At, oh, I was right. I was 22 at the time. And... I was doing it just for the thrill and also some money to help finish up college. Oh, shit. So you was in a bind. I'm in a bind. Wait, 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 wait. You needed some money to help finish up college. Get him, daddy. That's why you were getting a train ran on you. Train. Bruh. <laughs> Dude, this is every, this is every couple in the next 10 years. This is going to be every couple in the next 10 years. What? Wait a minute. So you was getting throttled. There was where the money come in. Was this a porn video? What are we doing? All right. Anyways, some throwaway Insta account DM'd him this and said, "Don't marry that 304 skeezer." Which, by the way, I'm not. (laughs) I've since turned my life around. Nope. He went into a rage and started claiming that. I'm only with him because he's an engineer and makes money. There we go. Right there. That wrong something. I got money. She caught a gump. She caught a gump. And just uh, saying really weird stuff. We both were not virgins when we met. So I'm so confused why this matters. Unless someone has seen my tattoo, you cannot tell I'm the person of the video. in the video. He then asked me how many men I have slept with, and I told him the truth around 80. 
And that's you. 80. Now, let me pause for a second here. Let me pause for a second. Remember when I told you men and you got so mad at me when I told you that these women's body counts are way past 20. Remember when I said this the other day? I said 20 is not a lot. Remember when I said that and ninjas lost a mind? They lost a cotton picking mind. I'm trying to change my filter. Remember when I said that and ninjas was like, you're justifying body count. I told you. Now listen. 80 times three, yeah. Women today have way higher body counts than men. I don't care what study you pull up. Today's women that are under 30 have way higher body counts than men. Now, there's going to be a group of men that they don't have a higher body count, a.k.a. the top 10%. The top 10% they cannot keep up with. But even then, there's some women that blow those numbers away. Blow those numbers. He said, I don't even know 80 people. And I was doing the math. I said, because remember, the woman that was saying uh, that we were using, and she said I had a body count of 20. I was like, this woman's 30 years old. I was like, just do the math. Just do the math. Let's just say that person had three people in a year. That's three people times seven. That's 21. That'll take you to age 29 or 30, right? And I know there's women in here, not me. I'm a virgin. Shut up. A woman can get three dudes in a matter of hours. We were taking the conservative route of three in a year. If she's went to college, she's had three in minutes till seconds. I mean, hours apart. Three within hours of each other. 80 is somewhat from the normie chick who didn't come from a good family and all this shit. Sometimes they come from good families too. Sometimes if you're a father and you keep your girl captive in the castle, she's going to come out and be a skeezer real quick. Okay. Yeah, she's had three same time. All right. So this woman says she has a body count of 80 at 25. What do you think of that? What do you think? What do you think? And I've worked on college campuses. I've seen, not all women I've seen do this, but I've seen, I've seen some shit where I'm like, wow. I've seen women with boyfriends go with the top big man on campus. I've seen, like, I've seen a dude, I've seen a girl that had a whole steady boyfriend that was going to get married, and she ended up getting back blown out by the top football player on campus. Fell in love with the ninja. And she had a whole fiance. <laughs> whole fiance. I was like, shit. Like, just when you think, you're like, okay. So, um, I've seen girls that come on freshman year campus, get drilled first week of uh, campus. They got a body count of five first week. All <laughs> right. Anyway. So, you know. Uh, I have been around for a long time. Oh, man. So let's get back to the story. It says right here, I told him the truth. I've been with 80 men, and he is now, what is he now doing? He's now threatening to end our engagement. I'm so confused. 
because this was never a discussion before. And now I'm already pregnant with this kid. Damn, life can fall apart for you real fast. Says right here, I have never cheated on him. Nope. Even when we went on a one month long break, I had men try to sleep with me, but I didn't entertain anything. I just feel like my life is crashing. Any advice is is welcome. Uh, Good luck out there, gentlemen. Good luck. And this is a Reddit story, so you can take it with a grain of salt. Take it or leave it. But in this situation, this is common. And most men try to get married around this age, right? This is a common age to get married because your job has started going well. You know, you don't want to be a player no more. Uh, You start thinking about children, right? You start thinking about children and you do the math. You'd be like, okay, 20 plus 18, um, you know, 20 plus five, you know, when they go to school, 20 plus 10, when they start playing, you know, little league, you start doing the numbers. You're like, oh, wait a minute. I'm going to be 39, 40 when my kid plays little league and starts playing travel basketball, right? When your kid ain't going to be nothing but a, a kid uh, picking boogers. All right. But it is what it is. Your kid ain't going to be Steph Curry. Your kid going to be Steph boogers. All right. But, uh, but anyway, you're thinking about, uh, you know, you start putting the time together and you're like, okay, now's the time to strike. So as you can see, he selected a younger female. He's 29 going 30 and they have a kid. So he's putting the math together. So these are the reasons why men get, try to get married at this age. Right. And unfortunately they rush, they rush to the altar. They rush a skeezer. They don't do their due diligence. They're afraid to ask tough questions because they don't want to lose the broad. They don't want to lose her. All right. They're like, I want to lose this one. She seems good. And then you get locked down. And then of course you make a bad deal. You pick the wrong one. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> right. So watch out for that. And of course he going to need DNA tests. Oh, by the way, he's screwed. He's screwed. Cause if he breaks up with her and doesn't go forward with the marriage, he's on child support. If he does marry her, he's going to try to turn that hoe into a housewife. But she's going to fail. It's going to be a it's going to be a catastrophe. And she's acting confused. What are you confused about? What are you confused about, ma'am? You got exposed. If you didn't understand, if you didn't, if you if you're confused, why didn't you tell him your body count and your orgy story beforehand? The reason why you didn't tell him beforehand is because you knew you would lose the guy and you found you a big old gump. And that's you. And you kept your mouth shut, Jen A. That's what you did, Jen A. You found you a big old gump and you was like, I better not tell him I'm a skeezer. And I was a skeezer two years ago and you put, you trying to wife a 304. So she kept her mouth shut. All right. Speaking of. Speaking of here it is. I've learned a lot from fornicating with married men. Send it. Hey, man, we got to. They be out here proud parading around they skeezerism. And by the way, this proves one of my theories. Some women say, I've never cheated. I've never cheated in a relationship. Oh, these old men, I can't. These old men are predators. They're metaphiles. I've never cheated in a relationship. Ha, ha, ha. Semantics are important. She might have never cheated in a relationship. I highly doubt that, but let me give that to you. However, she has been the other woman. Yeah. Yeah. Now ask her, has she ever been the other woman? 
she might not have never cheated on her partners, but she probably has been the other woman inadvertently, accidentally, and or she knew about it. See, the proof is in the pudding. You got to ask the right questions. Got to ask the right questions. She has slept with the married man. And she's going to claim to not know. All right, we have a woman in here I've never, I've never. Oh, yeah, you have. You might not even know. <laughs> right, here we go. Right? But she's been the other woman. At least once. Here we go. I learned a lot from fornicating with married men. This is from Cosmo Magazine, just so you know. This is a woman's magazine. This is from Cosmopolitan. As you can see, you might not be able to see it. It's cut off. This isn't from some weird website. This is Cosmo. Sometimes I wish I could forget a serial side piece wonders whether she's outgrown her adventures in unethical non-monogamy. So um, you guys have learned about ethical non-monogamy. It's uh, definitely a millennial and Gen Z term, which insinuates everybody agrees that they don't have a solid partner, meaning that she's like, hey, we're having fun, we're having sex, but you're not going to be my only partner. Most dudes agree with this. We'd have, we would have agreed with this 40 years ago. All right, but most of us couldn't get it. We couldn't make this work. But now that they want to be sexually liberated, they're like, hey, we can have sex, but we're not going to be uh, so we're not going to be us alone. She'll have a whole lesbian girlfriend, a bull dagger. She'll have an old sugar daddy. She'll have her partner, which is her boyfriend. And then she'll have you, Chad, Chad, Tyrone, or whatever, right? Mm. Ethical non-monogamy. This is unethical non-monogamy. Sex at 28. I'm not going to read all this damn story. Let me see if I can pick out some stuff. All right, the first time I had sex with a married man, I was 21 years old, senior in college, and he was my first sugar daddy. 21. See, the funny thing is, the funny thing is, I don't know how these people keep thinking that 21-year-olds and 19- and 18-year-olds ain't fucking out here. These are the ones doing the damage. They the ones out here having the quickest Pick it, pick up sex, hook up sex. And then they got the nerve to talk about, oh, these are children, young. Bruh, these are the ones out here doing the best fucking. They're doing it the most. You old people ain't doing no fornicating. 35 years old, y'all can barely get two times the sex in a week before you got to put some ice on that piece of leave. You dudes, 35, 40, 45, you getting two times a week, and then you, you got to go to work. You got a job. You got a job to do. You can't just be up having sex. <laughs> All right, so uh, anyway, these girls out here ready to throw that thing. Says right here, you just slept with someone's husband, I thought, the next morning. Taking an Uber back to campus from one of the eastern Connecticut sprawling casinos to rise. Wait, that rises out of the farmland. Who cares about that? I think you are supposed to feel something, but all I could feel was hungover in the backseat of a car that would get me back to school. Hello, just in time for my first class. With that sharp thrill of the illicit and a faint sickly gleam of satisfaction in the knife-like knowledge I just acquired that I would never again have to worry about being enough for a man because 
There would never be such a thing. It says right here. All right, uh, let me pick out some other things right here. There's a lot going on here. I treat these men's. I treat these men and my trysts with them like a vaccine. Take a shot of poison. Now I tell myself and it will save you later on. Oh my goodness. Okay, so she's a sugar baby. Sugar baby meeting Mary guys. All right, Mary guys. What did I tell you about Mary guys, by the way? Mary guys, I hate to blow you out here. Sometimes I wish I could throw it all back up and all the things I've learned about men and marriage and monogamy from this side of them. Here's the thing about married men. Let me just go on on married men real quick. And because the reason why I'm going to call out married men. Okay. Um, the reason why I'm going to call out married men is you're out here causing the problem. It's because you're not out here telling these youngins about how miserable you are in your marriage. <laughs> I got to call you out. <laughs> Somebody said, hush. See, you married men should be trying to warn these guys. You should be warning them. You're not. Tell them about your miserable, sexless marriage. Tell them about when your wife ain't even brushed her teeth and trimmed her punani hairs. And she want to throw that stank box at you. And she ain't been in the shower for two days. Talk about that pity sex you got. Tell them about that pity sex you get where your wife tell you to hurry up before the kids come in the door. Tell them how she tell you to not skeet on the, um, on the linen because she just changed the bedding. Tell them how you can't wait to jerk off uh, when they go to the store, the grocery store in the minivan. You don't want to tell them that. Don't want to tell them that. But when I jump on this show and tell you that's the reality for many, many people, you are quiet as a church mouse pissing on cotton. They just want to come in here and lie. You want to keep the game quiet. You don't want to tell, you don't want to tell how your wife lays there like a Carl Jr. star staring out the window while you're finishing up on her. Yeah, you don't want to tell them that. You don't want to tell them. <laughs> you don't want to tell them how you're supporting all these OnlyFans girls and sugar babies. Yeah, you don't want to tell them that. Because who else needs sugar babies other than married men? Who else needs someone to keep the shit discreet other than married men? With that being said, we got to call you out. Got to expose you because you're part of the problem. <laughs> you're part of the problem. How you got to beg for sex. You got to beg your wife for sex. For three pieces of sex the entire month. Or you got to have sex with your overweight wife. You know what I mean? Like you just ain't even. <laughs> or how you got to have your spank bank. You got to go out to Starbucks. You got to go out to Chipotle. You got to go out to the mall. You got to go out to, you know, everywhere you go, you got to look at women so that when your wife give you some, you got somebody to think about. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. How your spank bank becomes 
Let's talk about the last time you thought about your wife while you were having sex. Was the first before you got married. He said Top Golf. Yeah, you hanging out at Top Golf. How the last time she dropped her neck was before or right after you got married. And you're supporting all these sugar babies. Yep, you on Figueroa. Tell them about how you be cruising Figueroa. How to tell them how you be cruising the blade. <laughs> Y'all don't want to tell them. They don't want to t- they don't want to admit it. They act like Yep, tell them about your feet picture collection. Tell them about them girls you text messaging and deleting their videos and pictures they send to you. Tell them about your Tinder and your Bumble profile. You don't want to tell them, do you? You don't want to tell them. With this being said, men have been taking the blame for married men's behavior. There's no way in hell, because be like low-value men out here Uh, supporting OnlyFans artists. It is not true. Just do the math. Just do the math. How does it make sense that free agents, incels, and so forth and so on are the ones supporting OnlyFans artists? It don't even make mathematical sense. And any woman that walks the blade, anybody, any woman that'll tell you that has done sex work will tell you Most of her clientele is married men. Most of their clientele, they'll tell you. Now, mathematically, who tends to have the most available resources? Who has the most money? Not single guys. Not single dudes. It be married men that got the most money to be able to pay $5 to talk to some woman and keep it on the low. But, It is what it is. With this being said, the women that end up falling into this target are going to be younger women because married men are married to old, big, out-of-shape women who, in essence, those women don't please him sexually anymore. Even if he is offered a relationship with his wife, he ain't looking forward to that. She's a shell of herself. He wants something like the woman he married. Inherently, he wants a younger woman. Typically, if the women are venturing over to this and experience this, it's going to be while they're young, 20, 19, 21. I just read you a story. Okay. If a man wants his knob slobbed, he's not going to his wife. His wife don't even want to slob his knob. She don't want to get sloppy. So he's going to go right to the junior college. Hugh, Hugh, Hugh Grant. Hugh Grant comes to mind. He wants his salami waxed like rain dance. He wants it. He wants the chocolate and the black waxed off of it. His wife is not doing it. <laughs> right? So he got to go to someone where it extra sloppy. And he should be able to experience this. But wives don't want to do it. They'd be like, nah, you nasty. Ugh. 
You want to put it there? I Nah, she just full of no's. I don't want to do it there. Don't put it in there. You think I'm going to do that? Mm, is this good enough? Oh, this is disgusting. You want me to do what? So he like, I'm tired of asking. So you know what I'm going to have to do? Is I'm going to have to go to the Blade. I'm going to have to go to the junior college. I'm going to have to go to OnlyFans. I'm going to have to go. Those are the guys going. And nobody wants to acknowledge it. Like these husbands are completely ignorant of it. Please look at his Instagram portfolio. Look, ladies, are, are there any married women in here? <laughs> I'm going to give you a hint. Ah, oh, look, married men like, bruh, you, bruh, I'm going to stop donating. Let me get to these super chats. Any married women want a good hit? I'm going to tell you about these married men. <laughs> married men are like, the girl that was here, what was the girl, Pretty Taurus? She's like, shut the fuck up. Pretty Taurus boyfriend is like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Somebody said, sounds miserable. Okay, let's, let's not. Are there any married men in here that want to debunk what I'm saying? Speak up. And it just is like, <laughs> they, wife, they wife listening to me over the show. You better tell them. Tell them you don't do anything like he's saying. Type it in there. Here, she's trying to send me a $100 cash app right now. She's trying to send me a $100 super chat. See, you better tell them. Tell him he lying about married men. Uh, my married man don't do that. She typing for you right now. She looking over the shoulder. Any married man in here want to debunk me? You better debunk. <laughs> it's just like, you better debunk. Tell him you debunk him. Yep. Mm. <laughs> All right. Boyce Watkins sitting in this tweet right now. Boyce Watkins like, I debunk everything you're talking about. <laughs> All right, they like, hey, man, chill, chill, come. Hey, yo, chill, son. Hey, yo. Look, the married men know. There was people here that were married. They say all facts. I'm all facts. They just don't want to know the reality of they. Hey, man, <laughs> if, you're, if you want to be married, I'm just letting you know right now. Give up sex right now. Give it up. This is not where you're going to get, you're not, you're going to be sexually dissatisfied. I'm just letting you know right now, guys. And I'm not just speaking from my own experience. I'm, I'm actually throwing grenades today. I'm throwing grenades. If you want to be married, because guys, uh, the reason why you need to know this is because when you, before you get married, you think your wife, you're going to own her body. You think your, her, her body belongs to you. You think that she's just going to be at home sex. You're just going to jump on her anytime you want. This is not true. You're going to get a rude ass awakening. This is going to be the furthest thing from the truth. Now, you're going to say, no, not really, because now we've been dating. We just moved in together two months ago. We just signed our lease. We're going to get engaged in two months, and we're fornicating like jackrabbits, right? And you're like, we have sex every day. We can't keep our hands off each other. She doing this and slobbing on this and tossing salad. And she, I'm putting banana in the tailpipe. Guys, that's called flooding you with sex. That's a sexual strategy. It's a mating strategy. And thus, it, this is the bait and switch. She's making you believe that this is how it's going to be. It's not going to be like that once you get married. After two years, it's not going to be like that. 
That that is not going to be your existence. And if it is you, it's it's a rare exception. It's not going to be like that the rest of your marriage. In fact, it's going to be the opposite of that. Yeah, love bombing. It's it's sex flooding you with sex. It's love bombing you, and then this is making you want to get married because you're like, ah, oh, I found the one. I found the one woman. She's nasty. She makes it. She hops on me, dude. That in one to two years, that shit gonna be a wrap. It's not gonna be that. You're being you're being misled. You're being misled. They're bombing you with love, and so you think this is gonna be your life for the next. 25 years it is not <laughs> it's not you're gonna get the rudest awakening of your life so the reason why i'm i'm hard on married married men today pause is that they know this reality they know this reality they know this to be true this is why i know they're prime consumers of sex workers meaning that only fans girls instagram models um Sex workers, working women that work on the blade, massage therapists. It is not the incels that are supporting that economy. It is not. Now, if she has, if if she has children by you, I haven't showered in three days, and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any of this turning you off? Nothing. <laughs> and somebody said, Coach, tell him you get tired of hitting it, even though she's fine. Facts. I don't care how fine that woman is. The way we work is you're not going to be excited about her after a few. I don't, you know, take your pick. I tend to get bored of women very early. But some people, you're not going to be that enthusiastic. And hence, this is why people have erectile dysfunction. There's other reasons, but your mind, your mind cannot get aroused by the same person that many times. It's impossible. Especially then when you're talking about when you're talking about as she ages. You got when there was she was super fine. Now she's less than fine, right? She has babies, she has some defaults and stuff like that. You know, you you see her you see her poop, you see her fart, you see her digging in her nose and picking boogers and flicking them across the room, right? These are all things that will lessen your arousal. <laughs> this will lessen your arousal. Also, I'm just teaching today. You don't mind if I teach, do you? You don't mind if I teach. And this isn't all her fault. Also, when, what if you take a break from, when you are with the person and you live with them, there's no more anticipation. Yeah, her breath stink and stuff like that. You walk into the bathroom after she takes a dump, and you're like, it's, yeah, the Wizard of Oz. You can see behind the curtain now, and you see the realities of who she is. Like, you see her with stubble on her hair, you know, stubble on her legs. You see her when she doesn't wax her mustache. You see her when she wakes up with crust in her eyes. She's less appealing. Prior to that, she actually avoided Showing you this. Listen. She avoided showing you this. Meaning that every time you saw her, she presented her best self. Her legs was always shaved. She always had the peace leave ready to go. 
She had that thing purring. She had the hair all on it, how you want it. She like, you like it wax. You like it with a bush. You like it with the airline strip. And she always had it ready. She had her hair up and makeup. She had it. You never saw her down bad. And the anticipation to see her. But that all goes away when the realities of moving in together. Let me just give you a calendar month. Okay. A calendar month. Of the 30 days you live with her in a calendar month, subtract five days for Aunt Flo's period. So you got 30 days on the calendar, some 31, some 29, some 28. Of 30 days, subtract five for Aunt Flo. So that's when she's on her period and bleeding like a stuffed pig. That's, unless you're running red lights, this is going to be messy. You're probably not going to want to touch on her too much even if she drops that neck. So take out five days, you've got 25 days. Now, you're going to have to subtract four days for her being bloated, cramping prior to the period. So she's going to feel bloated and cramping, and then this is when she feels bad about herself. Even though you're telling her she's pretty, she still feels bad about herself. So you're down to 21, 20 days. Now, she's going to get sick, for some reason, women get sick a lot. They get sick a lot. So take out to two or three days, maybe four days, she catches an illness. Now you're down to 17 days of possible sex. Now, take out five days for when she gets diarrhea because it's going to happen. Take out the four days she went to brunch and drunk down mimosas or had tequila at the club. You're down to like 11 days possible, 11 days. Then the days where she has to see her therapist, she had a family problem issue, somebody died, mental breakdown, her mama stopped talking to her, her sister started talking to her, you down to five days of possible sex, <laughs> right? Of those five days of available sex where she's feeling good and sexy, normally around ovulation, most women get horny around ovulation because this is what Mother Nature has instructed. She's going to get horny to be able to reproduce. The best chance of reproducing is around ovulation. When she's ovulating, she's going to want to have more sex. Ovulation is typically a three-day period. Of the five days, you're going to have to beg for sex four out of those five days. One day, she's going to snatch you up and take you to the bedroom. Hurry up. So one day, she's going to offer you. Four other days, you're going to have to ask. Sometimes you might have to beg. <laughs> All right, so now you got uh, put in, you got put in the time when she went to work. She's tired. She's exhausted. Anyway, he says marriage facts. Now, if somebody has evidence that I lied today, let me know. <laughs> Let me know. But what I'm telling you is going to be somewhat closer to the truth, and most young guys don't see this coming. It's mostly around a five-day, five days where you have this access. Five days. Now, you didn't, pay 30 day, you didn't pay 30 days of mortgage and rent. You didn't pay 30 days of cable bills. You didn't pay for 30 days of food. You didn't pay for, you paid 30 days to get five. Mm. Yeah, she had to work late. 
Take that day off. She had to go to girls' nights out. Take that out. He says, guys, please listen to the coach. I'm telling you, man, where's the ladies at? I don't see nobody in here. This is the absolute truth. I'm telling you right now. This is I'm trying to warn you because these married men ain't warning you. I'm trying to warn you because these married men won't warn you. I'm telling you. And it's not just your girl or their girl. You pay it for five days of your look. I might as well just go to the junior college. I'm gonna get I'm gonna tell you. Five days of possible sex, you just you could have um I was gonna make a point. Oh, my point is, out of the five possible days a month that you could get sex, you're going to be horny for 28 out of 30 sex, uh, thirty days. You're going to be horny for 28 out of those 30. You're going to want neck dropped on you. You're going to want some nasty shit. You're going to want you're gonna want to clap cheeks. You're going to want to take her as she is. For 28 out of those 30 days, you're going to be horny. But she's only going to have five possible days. Mm. <laughs> Come on, fam. Where the ladies at? Where the married men at? <laughs> I'm punching people hard in the nose today. All right. I'm punching people hard. He says, five days, I'll take them numbers over what I'm getting. All right. There you go. Married man. He do. And the more you're, <laughs> the more, the more, the longer you're married, the less those days are. The, the more you're married, let's just say she's 40, 45. She didn't hit her a menopause. She's pre-menopausal. She going to make no effort. You're getting two days tops. Mm. Yep. Somebody says, how about her having the attitude? Yep. Dude, I'm, I'm the longer you're married, you're going to, it's, it's going to boil down to one or two days. <laughs> So I'm just letting you know, man. Hey, I'm I'm sorry. Uh, I just have to teach sometimes. And I don't have a filter with this because I think men should know. If I'm lying, let me know. If I'm lying and you want to challenge me, you know, anecdotally, you can challenge me, right? You can say, well, not my marriage, not my wife, right? Okay. But it is what it is. It is what it is. All right, uh, look, let me get in here. Shout out to El Jefe. Coach, are you seeing the follow-up of the video of that black chick with the brick to the face? She slapped the white dude first. Uh Uh-oh. Shout out to El Jefe. So apparently the woman that said she got hit with the brick, apparently now there's follow-up videos talking about she hit the guy first. This is not surprising. This is not surprising at all. Um, These people be on here, women be on here, uh, they're classic liars. I'm sorry. Shout out to Black. Oh, uh, he says, oh, wait. Um, yeah, I got this guy. Right. They be, they, and listen, and what the reason I call them liars is that they omit important data that would make the story make sense. I very rarely find that men are hitting women with bricks. I, I don't see this happening. There's no evidence of this. I don't see it where some guy just like, I'm going to hit her in the face with a brick. I don't see it. What I probably see is instigation. There was some instigation. She didn't say she instigated it. She just said, I turned him down and he hit me with a brick. Obviously, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't pass the sniff test. I automatically think she's lying by omission. And 
pretty much is going to be exposed that they're lying by omission. They're going to admit details, meaning that they're not going to flat out lie. They're going to tell you the truth, but they're going to take out so much information as to make themselves the victim. Like, anyway, just understand that's how they work. All right. And then when the details start coming out, then they start playing. The, oh, well, it still doesn't matter. All <laughs> right. Okay. I dare you hit me. Yep. Kablam. And then. <laughs> trust me, I've li- I have four sisters. Shout out to my sisters. I have four sisters. I grew up with them, you know, partials. I've lived with them, you know, for periods of time. And dude, when you live, when you live with, they be, they be setting your ass up. They know how to manipulate. They know how to tattletale. They know how to get the story out first before they, before you get your story out. They'll tell your whole story. And he, and he, and him did this, and him did, and him did, and him, and him. Now, everybody knows whoever gets the story out first is probably going to be believed. Then when you come in with the details, whoever's questioning you, did you hit her? Well, I did. But why did you hit? And because she was, oh, no, no, you ain't spoke. See? Mm. All right. Ricky Webster says, French toast props do all day, baby. Boom. In the building. Shout out to you. Why not? Says the holiday pay. Yeah, we working. And I'm working longer. Of course, I said two hours. And we're well past that. Shout out to the co-sponsorship. All right, we got Ed G. Oh, that's what I'll call you. He says, just got out of monk mode. This is that the karma payment. Shout out to you. Uh-oh. I'm rich, man. All right, CGA Notoriousness comes in from Matthew V. All right, let me check on PayPal and all of these over here. Shout out to Ricky Webster, coach. I had a cousin who was 48 and works two jobs, one as a high school janitor, and the second job is cleaning buildings at night. He says he's good and will retire from them. Your take. If he doesn't have a wife or kids, he will. <laughs> right. If he does have a wife or kids, probably not. Thro- Brown through an O. Shout out to the lazy Fs that won't compete. Yeah, men want every. Give it to me. No. Schedule P. I don't. Re- I can't remember the last XX in her 30s I've been with who didn't have a mommy makeover. That's another big debt. They have lingering over their heads. And let me give you another bit of information here. If they got any breast implants or BBLs and you marry them, they got to redo those surgeries every 10 years, probably less. All right. I lived in the breast implant capital of the world, Orange County. Okay. But do you know you have to redo your implants every decade, sometimes even shorter? All right. Because they start to get droopy and sag. Sometimes they'll bust. I've known several of my clients who had implants. Their implants bust and leaked into them and they got sick. All right. Very common. These are common things. So if you marry a woman with breast implants, you know you got to redo them or she's going to want to take them out and then all of a sudden her titties look like prunes, right? The rest of your marriage. I want to get these things out. She gets them out and now she got prunes Mm. or they look kind of messed up. She got a, a crazy scar. All right, shout out to, let me see if I can say your name with the 5011 co-sponsorship. I'm rich, bitch. He says, I can't believe these or this ninja working a double on Labor Day. Much respect to you, coach. Well, I figure this is, you guys will watch. <laughs> you guys will watch because you at home. All right, revival 
Fitness says, assume her first time was age 16. 80 divided by 16 is five per year. That's generous. He says, some girls hook up with five guys in a month. I knew a girl with 100 body count at age 23. Yeah, even an 80 body count for a woman in her mid-20s to 30s, that's generous. <laughs> like, I know I'm not trying to normalize it, but a lot of guys ain't doing the math. Now, I'm, I'm not going to say what my body count is. However, five in a year, if I had sex with five women in one year, Ninja, that would be a drought for me. That's called a drought. Now, I'm just, a, I don't know. I'm not like every guy. <laughs> but five women in a year? I don't think I've ever had that low of a number. <laughs> right? I'm just, what? That's a month. That's a month. For a woman, for a woman, she might be probably less willing to do something like that, but let's just say she don't give a damn. She could do that damage in a week. In a week. <laughs> All right, so anyway, man, I'm just... Five per year. Ladies, where y'all at? Thomas Cripps says, thank you for hosting my 60th birthday party, coach, so I can focus on my career. So I could focus on my career. Yeah, five in a year? Oh, my God. I don't think there's a calendar year. <laughs> well, when I was married. When I was married. There was only one. Let's continue. Age of Machine says the biggest cap going is married men not getting that carnal need, their carnal needs met. Some of the women on the blade are married too. He says the biggest cap going on is married men not getting their carnal needs met. Yep. Uh, you got to imagine. You got to imagine. If, um, if there's a guy, a married man, under 40 years old, and he wants to have sex, but his wife cuts off the sex picket, you don't think he's cheap. You don't think he's getting it for somewhere else. You got to be crazy to think he ain't getting no rub and tug. You got to be crazy to think he's not getting it done on Figueroa. Please. Right. Emmanuel says, here is the night's tip. Shout out to you. This is why I can't, I can't deal with monogamy. I've been in it too much, man. I'm like, I'll never go back. Never. All right, we're almost done here. El, uh, Elton says, I'm 52 years old, and my six days a week routine is usually four days. All right, there you go right there. So time is catching up. Age of, uh, OTOBO says, married men speak up or forever hold your peace on your salami. And he says, not being sucked by your wives. Give me the undertaker. Hey, married men, married men. Merry men, I know your wife watching you right now, so we'll have to do it like this. Merry men, if you, okay, let me see here. Merry men or cohabitating men, put a one in the chat if your wife has dropped that neck this week. Maryland guy says, I remember in my 20s, I could go to the gym and live six days a week. Now at 41, he says, now I can't go more than two to three to four times a week. All right, shout out to you on that one. Yep, it catches up. 
Married men. I'm speaking up. I'm married. Okay. Put a one in the chat if you're married. Okay, if you, let's, let's do this. If you've been married over five years, put a one in the chat if your wife has dropped that neck in the last week. <laughs> All right, we got, we got one. We got, it's kind of like one right now, a couple of negative ones. All right, we got another one. We got another one. Yes, she's sleep. All right. We got another, uh, we got a same person giving me the one. Stealth got stealth got her to drop that neck. Uh, stealth is reporting double or tri- triple. Stealth, hey, you're seeing the same person put ones. You're seeing the same person put ones. All right, so you got to delete them. All right, we got negative ones. He says we're separated. Yep. All right, you see there's not a lot of ones. There's only one person. There's only one person. There's two people keep repeating ones. We got another one over Notorious. We got two over the on the Notorious. Not a lot of ones. There's some. Five years, high divorce that. Okay. We got a couple of married guys. Look at them. Look at them, guys. There's a couple in there. My my wife know my girlfriend, yes. There's not that many ones. Stealth is my, we got a couple of here. Somebody said divorcing soon. <laughs> there you go right there. Just let it be known, guys. They'll tell you the truth here. We don't got to lie to you. All right, I think I skipped the super chat, so I got to come back. Did I get Did I get it? Um, Martin says, have you ever read Genesis 3 and 16? It explains why women develop postpartum after having a baby and why women normally would like a man to dominate them. I'll have to pull it up. Adams 3.16, Austin 3.16, and Genesis 3.16. My whole point is this, and when we, we'll, I'll show you this story here. My whole point, because we're talking about married men and sex here. My whole point is that I just don't think we're compatible as mates long-term, and I don't think that monogamy is possible on face value. Okay, It's not. Now, can it be? Yes. But there's a lot of things to overcome. And so let's get to this story right here just so we can show you. All right. There's a lot of things to overcome. The 304 marriage therapist. Yes, we're doing three hours today against all odds. I'm a sex therapist. I sleep with clients to save marriages. All right. So this is where the theme of the show is. Uh, there she is right here. Let's see. There's a video of her talking. Let's see what she's got to say. See what she's got to say. World-class erotic professional of 15 years in the sex industry, porn star, and intimacy coach and educator for couples and men. I have a master's degree in education, and I'm also a fitness competitor and influencer. So I have combined all three talents to help you achieve the best sex of your lives. One question that I get that's very popular is what types of exercises are helpful in the bedroom. And I would have to say, hands down, for the gentleman, keeping your tummy tame, keeping that blood flow going, will help prevent erectile dysfunction. Overall, yoga is fantastic to keep you limber and allow you to stretch into some unique places. Consistent exercise and healthy diet. Keeping your body fat at a healthy level. Those are some of the routine things that you can do each week to optimize your confidence 
and optimize the pleasures and sensations in the bedroom. Your sexual organs need to be worked. It is a use it or lose it dynamic. And ladies, you have the special, unique ability to have multiple orgasms in one event. So please, by all means, play with yourself, use toys, figure out what works and what doesn't work, figure yourself out and use your sex organs for pleasure. All right, we definitely got her out here, yeah. And she's unabashed. I appreciate her. Don't be ashamed. <laughs> yeah, don't be ashamed. Yes, look at that boy. She's showing them teeth too. She out there. Niggas always gotta show they she got the Kaylee smile going, where it's just the thin lips and the teeth. All right. Uh, anyway, as you can see what's going on here, uh, she's actually hitting on a point that a lot of people might miss on this one. A lot of women are sexually repressed. Now, just because you marry them doesn't mean you're going to open that door. So let's just say we're actually insinuating that a lot of women have high body counts. Let's take the women who don't have high body counts. And they'll lean on it. Well, not me. Now, what you're going to find of those women is they are dealing with repression. So they're not going to translate very easily being available to her boyfriend or husband sexually because she still looks at sex as negative. She still looks at sex as bargaining. So women will be like, not me, coach. I only got a body count. I was a virgin or I only slept with two men. Now, this doesn't mean that this is a good thing. Some of these women don't know their bodies. Like some of them think kind of sex is still kind of nasty. Some of them don't understand, you know, because like a person like me, you understand fetish. You, un you, you accept fetish. You accept these things. But this woman, since she has a low body count, won't understand fetish. Now, if you have a high body count and she has a low body count and you're like, she's pure, but she doesn't understand the transaction of sex. She still thinks I should get something for sex. She still thinks it should be special. She still thinks, you know, she doesn't know how to tell you or direct you. You, you don't know how to touch her. She thinks things are nasty. Oh, you got to put that. Oh, don't come. No, no, don't. Don't drop that. No, she don't want to touch. You see what I mean? So even though she's saying, hey, not me, she still is not nasty enough to please her man. Thus, this person is opening that up for women. Don't be ashamed of your body. Don't be ashamed to touch yourself. Some women still think like, let me, let me give you an example. Some women will be like, like um, if they find out their husband touches themselves. They find out their husband touches themselves and they'll be like, wait a minute. I thought you weren't supposed to do that. We're married now. As if this guy and his sex organs belong to her. Like the only time this dude will get his nuts released is when she does it. In her mind, this is what she thinks. Well, what do you have me for? Well, I'm horny right now. Do you want to do something? Oh, well, at least wine and dine me and make it special. You're going to have a world, you're going to have a culture clash because she wants you to make special. You just want to jerk real quick. And she's going to like, well, it makes me feel insecure that those are the women that you're looking out. She is total. It's going to be a mess. It's going to be two worlds colliding. And then when you're with her, she ain't doing nothing but lying there like a Carl's Jr. star. And then she don't want you to do this and touch this. Don't look at this. Don't touch me. I feel good. All oh, my nipples are sitting there. All oh, my period is coming. Culture clash. 
And then you find she finds out what you like. Oh, you like that? That looks like the next door neighbor girl who just graduated from college. I can't believe you like that. And, oh, is she skinny or she fat or she got a BBL or titty implant? You like that? She's gonna have, she's gonna have crazy insecurities. She's not gonna be ready for this world. And she's supposed to be your one partner, right? She's supposed to be your partner. So even the low body count women, you're going to run into problems with them. They're not going to be able to satisfy you. They're going to think doing a bare minimum lying on their back is going to be enough. Now, they'll grow out of it eventually. They'll grow out of it because they'll explore themselves. But sometimes that's going to lead to a divorce. She's going to get her back blown out and her hair pulled for the first time. But you're going to want to do that in her marriage. And she's going to be like, don't treat me like a whore. And you're just going to be like, It's a weird, weird thing. So just because she has a low body count doesn't mean she's better. She's going to be better for you. Okay. It's actually going to make things complicated. That means you have to teach her and instruct her. But here's the thing, ladies, for people that don't understand. People that don't understand. When you... When you marry a man, say you marry him at age 30. That's the typical going age. You marry him at age 30. Now, you're going to live with this guy to infinity and beyond, but it's normally going to be till 40. That's as long as it's going to go. If you go to that guy and say he shouldn't desire another woman, touch himself, pleasure himself, it's only up to you as if you own his sex organs and own his orgasm, you're delusional. And I'm going to tell you why. The reason why is because this man has pleasured himself many times since he probably was 13. So he's got a good 17 years of knowing exactly what he wants, what he wants to pleasure himself to, and when he wanted to do it. He had a free reign of 17 years before your goofy ass showed up. With your fupa and your saggy titties, and you're laying there like a Carl's Jr. star. He's already owned his orgasm, but now here you want to go be in charge of the shit, but then dish it out, dole it out, like whenever you want. Well, I'll give you an orgasm today. And then you wait till your next orgasm. No. That, to me, is showing that you're controlling him. And not only that, you get to control his access to sex for the rest of his life. What? Now, this is what low body count women do. High body count women, you're not going to find this behavior from. Because they realize and know what's up. They'll join in in your debauchery and your fetishes. Low body count women on some other shit. So, yep, they be telling you to hurry up. You finished. Hurry. This hurting. You too big. I'm going to be sore in the morning. Man, please. So just because you got a low body count don't mean you better. You present a whole different conundrum, a whole bit, bunch of different problems. And these things are going to lead you into therapy. Because you're going to say, I want sex five times a week. She's going to be like, what? She's never done such a thing. Isn't five times a month good enough? Why do you want it all the time? I don't understand why men are like this. She's not going to get it. Then you got to teach her, and then it's going to be pulling. Man, look, so low body count women don't think you better. You present a whole bunch of other issues that is going to frustrate the shit out of the male. And no, a guy's not going to train you. 
A guy's not going to train you for this. He should, but he's not going to. And she's sitting there grabbing the sheets and, ooch, ooch, can you finish? Oh, my God. No. Did you, you think that? All right, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> All right, so uh, anyway, it is, it's one of those things, man. So this is going to frustrate you. A lot of guys, you want a virgin? I want my woman to be pure and virgin. No, you don't. <laughs> That's good for like once or twice. After you break it in, you're not going to want the virgin anymore. All right, I don't know why people chase virgins anyway. This is not something that I, I don't get it. I get it, but I don't get it. All right, but anyway, she says, I've saved marriages. She takes a hands-on approach with her clients by sleeping with them. The veteran sex worker who has spent 15 years in the industry claims that women have asked her to demo sex acts on their husband while some wives grant their eager hubbies a hall pass to pay, a, to pay Bentley a visit. All right, some ladies say, I don't always want to be involved in this but I want to know who you are and I would approve of you and I'm going to let him come and see you. The 46-year-old intimate educator says who earns a whopping $500,000 per year. I'm assuming she also does OnlyFans. Okay? She sees up to 10 clients per week. She sees 10 clients per week, supports her customers emotionally and gives them tips for maintaining a healthy sex life, consequently their marriage. All right? There she is, getting throttled 10 times a week. Um, people are usually nervous, so I have to do my job at making them feel comfortable and easing them into, this sounds like a sugar baby. What? There she is right there, fitness competitor. Oh, she also works at the Nevada Moonlight Bunny Ranch, a legal brothel. Well, I guess I know where to find her. That's within a couple of hours drive of me, right? All right, I can definitely fold her up for research purposes only. Y'all want me to fold her up? Y'all want me to go fold her up? All right, hey, CGA mission. I'm going to go find this chicken folder. And then I'll come back and tell you what happened. All right, here we go right here. She's within a nice short drive for me. She says, I know there's a lot of sexless relationships out there, and there are a lot of unhappy men. She said, explaining that male clients will express their relationship discontent. After a few years with their wives, Bentley's male clients have said their sex life goes out of the door. Listen carefully. Says this, she said, uh, is when she called the so-called hall passes played, adding that their needs are met elsewhere, if not by their wives. This is what we just explained. All right, so married men are going to go find it somewhere else if the wife is not stepping up. And ladies, in my opinion, if you're not hitting the eight mark time per month, just consider your husband cheating. I'm just letting you know. He going to cheat. If you're not hitting eight times a month and you're you're out of shape and you're insecure and you're argumentative, he going elsewhere for it, as he should. But, men, I don't support cheating as either. I don't support cheating at all, meaning that it's not necessary for you to cheat. Just dump her, all right? It ain't going to get better. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have the support. I'm going to find out her rate. I'll raise the money. <laughs> I'm going to fold her up. For research purposes only. And then I'll come back and tell you what happened. All right, I'll tell you. Oh, wait. <laughs> the go fold be fun. All right, yeah, man. 
<laughs> I trust me, I've had better than her. I mean, she looks good, but uh, I'm not in the breast implants. I've been had them in Newport Beach all my life, uh, pretty much in Southern California. I grew up with too many breast implant chicks, and they, they're not a turn on to me. I, they're not a turn on. All right, they look good from far. They look good in the clothes, but they are awkward as hell to deal with and work around. Anyway. El Jefe says CGA report came out that the average home price is over $1 million. Basically, middle class means now means owning a million-dollar house. Get to work, guys and brothers. Get to work. I don't know if the average home price is a million dollars, but it got to be creeping up there. I know it's certainly, you know, they say four hundred to $500,000, but those are starter homes. Okay, those are starter homes. Travis says half of all five-year-olds today will live to be 100 according to Stanford's Longevity Centers. I think an honest discussion about the season quarters of life will need to be had where childhood begins, uh, well, childhood ends and begins will be a hot button issue for a while. So, yeah, people can live longer now. So, you know, and, and you know, some people say they feel good. People are taking testosterone, HGH. People are living long through nutrition, science. So we're going to have to have figure a lot of this stuff out. Hence, I think marriages is going to be the way of the dinosaur. There's no way. There's no way people could stay married for 80 years. Not in today's world, right? So if you get married at 20, there ain't no possible way you make it into 80. I mean, you're not even going to make it to 35, statistically. You're not even going to make it to 30. Let's say if you get married at 30, statistically, you're not even going to see that marriage to 45. If you do, both of you guys will be fat and overweight. Okay. Replica says, Coach, I'd actually be honored if you sent my girl back home to me stanking. <laughs> I'd be like, wow, Coach tested this. He says, might improve my self-esteem. Well, send me a picture. <laughs> right? Send me a photo. You want me to bang his girl. All right. All right. Jesus. Oh, boy. <laughs> all right. Listen, send me a picture. All right. Let me see here. Uh, Devante says helped X build her credit. She bought braces, car implants. I refused to pay. Uh, she came back after I dated a college senior. Oh, boy. You went back there. <laughs> all right. I think he was joking. Uh, shout out to you. So you help her fix her, fix her credit and she screwed it up. Macaroni Tony, guys with the most pull goes married men, older men, and fathers. Except if they're goofy fathers. <laughs> All right. <laughs> goofy fathers. Uh, yeah, man. And he says, uh, you've lifted the veil on Mother Nature. It hurts my eyes to see Pam Greer and Lola Falana finally age out of my striking range. Yeah, man. Their best play is up front. But Cinderella. <laughs> she better look like Kaylee. <laughs> it's crazy. All right, we gonna do. I'm gonna be the next Adam twenty Adam CGA twenty five. <sighs> Jimmy ZTT. He says props for putting in the work on this Labor Day. We are not worthy of all this free knowledge. It's a shame you're unemployed with all your skills. Shout out to the private investigators out here working today. They out here working heavy today. Indeed. 
<laughs> All right, ladies, if you want your guys to be very pas- passionate about you, you must keep yourself up. All right, if you're sloppy and you're not... Uh, one more thing, ladies. If you're insecure and you're like, but I want them to tell me I'm the most beautifulest thing in the world. I want him to embrace my this and embrace my roles. And he doesn't tell me he loves me. I, dude, those women are the worst. You guys are the worst. You guys are the worst. You think this? You think your husband is is going to be aroused by you being all depressed and insecure about yourself? This is a tragic case of a lot of married women do this, right? And then they put the onus on the man. No, baby, I love you with all your fat curdled up on your hips. I love you feeling bad about yourself. I lo- Now, the first time, let's say a woman came to me like that. She came to me. She was like, all right, I just... I just feel like, oh, baby, don't worry about all that. Take that thing off. Let me get that bra. Boom. Uh-huh. Yeah, baby. And I just feel like it's a little bright. Don't, don't worry about it. And why are the binds up? Baby, just go, just push that. Just Now, that's the first time. A guy don't want to hear that over and over again. I just feel like I just, I'm not the best person for you, and you're going to feel like when I, you look at my cesarean scar. Shut up. Shut up. Nobody wants to hear that shit. And if he just make me feel better about myself and I just feel sad eating bonbons and not piting Haggadahs. <laughs> All right. All right. Shut up. Nobody got time to hear your goofy ass plight. It's just going to make him not aroused. That's all it's going to do. Anyway, those are the worst. Those are the worst ones. Oh, baby, you the best. I love your. I love your body the way it is. He not going to do that all the time. He gonna go to that woman. He gonna go to that sex therapist, right? And he gonna make a pit stop on the side of the road. That's what he gonna do. Oh, she definitely looked like uh uh-uh. uh. I mean that picture looks right. Look at the filter on this man, boy. I bet you this looks like a train wreck in person. All right, it. I'm just letting you know the filters over there. I can already tell. I'm not. I'm not that like um. When you get older, the best thing about getting older is you can't get tricked anymore. You youngins are tricked by women, right? This is why you suckers, right? Like you're tricked. You see your titty sitting all up like this, and you like, mm, mm. you think when the bra come off, them titties gonna be right up there looking like this. All right, you gonna be like, oh, they gonna be right there. All right, you tricked by everything. You think these women's booty be all lifted up when they're yoga pants? You be like, she got ass, coach. No, she don't. Them pants make her ass bubble up like that. You don't know them pants hiked up all above her waist. All right, pushing her gut in and 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 contouring her body and lifting her butt up. All right, when you take them pants off, you're going to see blemishes, bruises, battle scars, hair, bullet wounds, stab wounds. You're going to see the, they're going to pop right out. There was a, there was a photo. <laughs> there was a photo I wanted to show you, right? You're going to see the real thing, okay? And men, you know this. Yep, the high heels. You see the high heels, they done arched. And they done did all this shit. You already know. You already know. You get So when you get older, you can see it. It's as clear as day. I'm going to find this picture. I got to find this picture, man, before we go. I don't know if I'll be able to find it. I was going to give the married women or the women that got boyfriends, I was going to give you all a secret, but y'all ain't sending me no super chats. All right, so y'all don't get no secrets. All right, you didn't come drop that neck either. I don't think I'm going to be able to find it. See if I can find it. But I already know, like, so the the whole trickery is gone for me. 
already know the dimples. I already know this shit going to look like a train wreck when I get to the house. All right, so I'm no longer um, mesmerized by it. Thus, you know, this is why men younger, you can get married, right? You can make men marry you. Oh, I'm not going to be able to find it. There was this woman that was wearing yoga pants. And then she has a picture of her of her not wearing the yoga pants. You guys would be shocked, right? Now, this is an extreme picture. I can't find it. But she basically has the pants. Oh, by the way, I worked in the fitness industry as well. So I've worked in gyms where I've had seen women in pants. All, so it, I'm not, I'm not, yeah, I'm not like, oh, wow. Like, that's all gone now. <laughs> the only thing that could get me is just, all right, just coming in right there. All right. I'm emotionally dis. I'm emotionally unattached from women this way. So some women, even when I deal with younger women, she's going to be like, oh, you're going to be all over me. Normally guys fall in love me after one time. I'd be like, no, nah, just, okay, get on the bed. Here we go. Let's jump in. Okay, all right, we finished. Okay, good. Go home. All right, have a good night. Here's a couple of ducats. Go, don't spend it all in one place. It's no longer mesmerizing where you'll be like, I trade my life. Right. <laughs> now, let me see something here. This influencer shows. Uh, let's see here. This is gonna be this is gonna be an example. This is not the picture that I wanted to show. But um I wonder if this is a good one here. See if this is. This is gonna put a virus on my sheet. Uh, this ain't no picture. What is this? Uh, they got me to click on this for no reason. Okay, this is an example. This is an example, and of course, I'm using white women. All right, but I know. Uh, here it is, right here. So you see the pants here. All right, I've had many clients wear these. Like I'm not longer mesmerized by this. So you see the pants are pulled up above her belly button. That is meant to make her, that's put. That's a compression. It's meant to pull her midsection in and make her tummy look flatter, all right? Um, but as you can see, if you pull that flap down, this is just an example. See the difference? Now, I know that's the difference. I know that's more likely or not going to be there, more likely than not going to be there. So I'm not mesmerized. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I know there's going to be some shit. Right, then add on tattoos and blemishes and bullet wounds and stab wounds. Add that to the mix. It's going to be a goddamn mess. You don't know what the hell you're getting. You don't know. And guys, their Instagram is not them. Their Instagram is not them. Uh, let's see here. This is another one here that does the exact same thing. All right. And this is a somewhat fit looking woman right here. It says right here, the body, body positive influence. Now, let me just say, this doesn't, this not going to get you, I'm going to still beat that up, right? But I know when I see stuff like this, this is a dead giveaway if you don't know. I've done a stream on this. What do you see here? First thing you see is her pulling her arms above her head. This right here, pulling her arms above her head, it might flatten, flatten her chest a little bit, but it also flattens the stomach. Also, take a look. At the compression pants shorts. You see how it's altering her body? So she's arching her back naturally. She also has compression pants and short, pulling her midsection in. 
I mean, come on, man. Like the things like the things that they do to the things that they do to mislead you is appalling. It's unbelievable. Right. And then they put the filter on. Like if you did two of these things as a man, they would laugh at you. Okay. But the arms above the head is naturally going to make you look taller. It's going to stretch your body out. It's going to pull your stomach in. Um, This is a natural classic pose that you see a lot of women do. All right. But she has to compress your pants. I mean, there's just so much here. There's so much. Now, this doesn't upset me. It just makes me know that, um, oh, here's another one here. I think I could show this. See here. This is another example. See that? Now, she can still get the, the dust knocked off of her, but just know, you'll see this and you're going to be like, oh, she has a Brazilian booty. Not really. But I know too much, right? <laughs> I know way too much. Like, I, I know way too much. So I'm very rarely fooled any of these days. So it's just that's kind of where I am in the place of my life. Uh, this, again, is another example here. All right, same same person. But women are naturally imperfect. So I don't mind the imperfections. The, the thing I mind is the misleading, right? So it's hard for me to see a woman out in public and not know that she's full of blemishes and stuff, right? Remember they used to do this where they pulled their hands under their butt to make the, to make the crease? But there's no crease there. If she moved her hands, that would be flab. If she moved her hands, that would be flab. That's essential. I mean, I mean, <laughs> they selling you a dream. And all of them do this. All. When I say all, all of them do it. And these are the fit ones, fam. <laughs> these are the, all of them do this in one form or fashion. Whether they're posing. Let me show you a pose. Another pose. That's a dead giveaway. As soon as I see it, I'm like, that's not her. I'm going to show you the pose. Yeah, where's the pose at? All right, this girl's kind of doing it, but it's, um, where's it at? Yeah, you can't really see it. As you can see here, I don't know if you can see it. You see that? Pulling the head, arms above the head. It's going to stretch out the body. Um, I actually did some shooting photography as well with model portfolio. So I, I know all these tricks. You can't fool me. All right. I'm not the dude that, that you're going to fool. I'm trying to find the pose. I'm trying to find, so they don't have a lot of, I just Google this quick. So there's not a lot of black women featured here. I know that's what you want to see. All right. I just Google fitness influencer showing real body. All right. You guys got to understand if you live in the black community, there's not that many of you. All right. I get it. Uh, let's see here. You're not going to be on the prime search. Black men too. It's just what it is. I would have to put black woman to see the results of black women popping up. So don't get, don't get your panties in a bunch. Um, I can't find the exact pose, but this one, this girl's kind of doing it. Let's see this pose right here. All right. So this is the one right here. It's similar to this. Oh, oh, here we go. This is a good example. This is a similar example. So any pose like this where they, put their legs apart right there, drop their arm back, pull up their chest, drop the arm back. You have your foot staggered. 
this a dead ass giveaway or any anything like that where they're <laughs> like these things are these things to me are just blatant blatant now it's good if you're a model a fitness model and such i can understand that but it's a blatant misleading pose because you're you're basically just you know you're trying to over over exaggerate let me see if i can get the um last one i think these these girls do it quite often and it's egregious let's see if i can find it mm. yeah i can't find uh anyway Anyway, it's it's definitely misleading. Okay, this is a good example. This could possibly could be this this pose right here, right? One foot in front, one foot arch back. All right, showing the back. I mean, this is just it's just overdoing it. I think it's unnecessarily, but that's designed to mislead you. Here it is. Here's another example. All right, right there. Right there. It's trying to tone the body. It's, it's just naturally, it's, it's, a not, it's an unnatural position that a person would never stand in, right? However, they're trying to show and pump up their butt and arch the back and stretch out the cellulite. Okay. Make their legs look longer. Yeah. Anyway, I got a couple more super chats before we go. Uh, shout out to JC says I made the mistake of smelling yoga pants one time. Bad, 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 bad. Shout out to the Azure, Azure. Shout out to you. That's a co-sponsorship. Yeah. He says, uh, this is so malevolent and evil when XXs say that manipulation, manipulative rhetoric, they want body positivity, but degrade and dehumanize and demean men under six feet tall. So much for being accepting of everyone's body, LOL. Please send it, coach. Yeah. Body positivity is not meant for men. He says, theoretically, um, is that theoretically? Theoretically and misdirection are women's way. Remember the brother, remember that brother men, stay safe and protect yourself always. Yeah. Body positivity is not meant for men. In fact, if, if I showed up with two pieces of clothing or anything to manipulate myself and change my look, do you realize they would be doing videos on me tomorrow? Like if I came in with a hair piece <laughs> and I came up, I lifted the chair way up so you can't see me, so I look taller. I wore some big-ass shoes with some big-ass heel on it, some boots. If I did anything to alter my appearance that was not accurate, to present myself inaccurately, it would immediately be, an L. So, <laughs> all right, I came in shirt tight, all right, with some fake muscles, and I sat up there. All right, what's going on, everybody? This is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Came in there. <laughs> came in there with a hair piece with my hair lined up, edged up. If I came in like, bruh, they be lighting my ass up. But so body positivity is not for men at all. You're supposed to be presented how you are. You can't manipulate. Uh, and that protects them from 
that protects that um, for them. And also, this also extends to uh, anything that infringes. Is that what it is? Incringes? No, infringes. Infringes. Incringes. Anything that infringes on their territory, they don't like it in men. Have you noticed that? So anything that infringes on their territory. So whatever they do, they don't like. Like if you're organized, they don't like it. If you carry a bag, they don't like it, but they carry bags. Well, what do you got in your bag? What you got in your bag? All right. I got my keys, my chapstick. I got my Glock. I got my wallet, my driver's license, my house keys. I can't put all of that in all my pockets. What am I supposed to do? All right. I'm supposed to run out here with no pockets in these tight-ass pants. All right, put everything in my pockets. All right, my cell phone, my second cell phone. All right, um, you take selfies, no good. You take, um, you take a, a picture with your shirt off, no good. That, in, that infringes on their territory. You take a, you take a bat, bathroom selfie in the mirror, no good. You take a gym selfie, no good. <laughs> you notice that anything that... It, anything that, that that's what they do, no good. You wear higher heels to manipulate your height, no good. You wear hair pieces, no good. Yep, you have too good a hygiene, no good. Mm. You got too much. You got too much shampoo and conditioner in here. <laughs> yep. You got too much confidence about yourself, and no good. Anything that you do. That is rival gonna rival their territory. They do not see it as nah, nope. You got your shit manicure. You got your shit all clean. Damn, like damn, you got your nope. They don't like it. Yep, you dress too good. Mm. You looking in the mirror too long. Mm. <laughs> right, you looking in the mirror too long. You in there looking at your shit. You be like, damn. You got super duper self confidence. Like they act like they got confidence. You walk out there confident. They like I don't like that. You too close to cocky. There's a line between confidence and cocky. Where what's the line? Where is it at? <laughs> oh my goodness. They be mad jealous of you. Yep. You wear too much jewelry. You got too much. Jewelry. I don't like it. You got too much jewelry on. Meanwhile, she got all this costume jewelry on. It's crazy. It is nuts. It is nuts. So uh, anyway, shout out to YouTube Trash Talker. Why do women swear everything women? Wait, so why do women swear everyone woman is beautiful? They can't be honest about the color of the sky. Uh, One more thing about this. JC says, all I got for these drags is hard tip and bubble gum. Last point, as we're at the three hour mark, I'll leave you with this. One of the beautiful things that women do. So I'm going to give you some positives. I'm going to give you some positives. They make everybody feel good. Like that is what they want to do. They want everybody to feel beautiful. They want everyone to feel good. This is their, this is they, this is how they mark their territory for the world. And they want people to feel this because they don't feel this about themselves. Thus, if they get an opportunity to make people feel good about themselves, they're going to take it. Okay. They're all inclusive. And this is because, of how they operate emotionally. So this is what they do give to the world. Now it's virtue signaling to me, 
But what they'll do is just say you're out in an arena. Oh, look at, oh, she's so pretty. Oh, and then there's some kids, they flash up on the screen. Oh, they deserve it. Oh, you deserve. It's an overcorrection. But they want everybody to feel good about themselves. Now, if you feel good about yourself already, they want to tear your ass down. So just understand that. So as a male, if you're like, I'm every woman's fantasy, I'm the best of the best. You lucky to have me. They don't like that. That's cocky. So if you already feel good about yourself, they don't want you to feel good. If you feel bad about yourself or you represent a minority or you're in a group of people that are been disenfranchised, they want you to feel good. So you're a big, fat, black woman. You're so beautiful. Look at her. She's gorgeous. Well, not really. Everybody can clearly see that, but then they want her to feel that. Obviously, the joke is, if you told her she looks like that woman, she would cringe. She'd find it defensive. This is where you can call them out on their bullshit, right? Liz, you know, the joke is, oh, Lizzo's so gorgeous. She's wonderful. She represents what women should look like. Okay, you look exactly like that, Lizzo. They're going to be like, what? Hell no, I don't look like her. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? They, they, you know, you're never going to get genuine, genuine conversation for women. They just, uh, everything's emotional. But the good thing is people who feel bad about themselves, there's always women to make them feel good. And so if a woman can identify that and they can see that, they're going to key in on it. They're going to say, this person feels down. So I'm going to go lie to them. I'm going to lie to them. You're wonderful. You're beautiful. You're great. Every woman should feel good. Every man should feel good. Don't matter if you ugly. Don't matter. You're beautiful in my eyes. I see no color. That, that is what they do. They're there for this shit. So it can't help in instances. And also they eat this up about themselves when they feel completely down and bad. They're down in the dumps. It only takes one person to come over there and say, damn, you know, you, you inspire me. I see how hard you work. You could, could be completely lying to them. But if you're genuine, if you appear genuine, they're going to eat that up and it's going to take their head to the moon. The problem is they're going to go, <laughs> she's going to go back to her husband who haven't touched her in five years. And this guy at the gym said, I was completely beautiful and inspirational. And you're here treating me like this. I bet you I can get that guy. It's going to mess her up. They, it's how they work. And we have to share the planning with them, right? We have to share the planning with them and deal with this type of stuff. So this also can constitute lying and manipulation. So that is the negative part about it. I do have a couple more cash apps, three hour mark, and my back is hurting. Gary says, look up how much the vagina is worth. What? <laughs> All right. I have to look that up. I'm not sure. How much is it worth? Uh, yeah. I didn't mute the mic. I'm going to tell you. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. But you'll never get genuine conversation because they're so busy trying to make people feel good. And that's because that means a lot more to them than us. The double R's in the building. You need to check out the episode of the Flintstones. Dino goes to Holly Rock. Dino wants to, that sweet, sweet peace leave until he saw Sassy without makeup. He was running back to Fred after the swing 
Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Poor Dino. Uh, Macaroni Tony says you lifted the veil. All right, I got that one already. All right, shout out to you, brothers, man. Look, enjoy the rest of your night and your vacation. I'm going to go get some dinner. I think I got steak ready to go. Steak ready to go. Pause. And that's going to be it. All right. Peace.